Remember, if you are influenced by anything you hear on Two Douchebags and a Microphone podcast, that's your mental health issue, not ours. Now, live from the historic River Market District in Kansas City, Missouri, from the banks of the beautiful crystal clear blue waters of the Missouri River, comes Two Douchebags and a Microphone podcast. We're going. Okay. We are two douchebags and a microphone. I am Mark. And I'm Christopher. So, uh, let's see. Christopher, what you got on your mind? Well, something I wanted to t- talk about. T- talk about. Hear how I'm speaking so well this morning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. This is a free podcast, right? Right. So and you're going to get shit like this. <laughs> we guarantee you're getting what you're paying for. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, anyway, a uh, little show notes. We're trying out a little bit something different for uh, audio quality. So we have listened to your uh, concerns about audio quality, yes, so and we're making an effort. Let me remind you, if you need to get a hold of us, let us know how you like our new sound. It's 1-8-douchebag-9. Yeah. 1-888-douchebag-9. Yeah, I think we say that at the end of each podcast. We also have our Earthlink uh, address and our MindSpring account, and yeah. uh, I think our Lycos is still going. And Excite. We also have Excite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so we will be rattling those off to yeah. you periodically. And, so you can email us. And I'm, uh, I'm getting ready to set up a, a Quantum Link email, so that it'd be another way for you to reach us. I think that's a great quantum. idea. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, well, I was uh, looking through some financial stuff. Oh, and the great ass-cheek contest. Oh, yes. You want to enter the ass-cheek contest, go ahead. Mm. Send us pictures of you uh, doing a um, uh, a pressed ham. (laughs) And send it on in, and we'll rate them, and we'll uh, put them online. I'm sorry to say. You you might win some uh, pencil shavings is what I've been giving away. And they're in high demand. You know, pencil shavings are kind of hard to get. I'm sorry to say I know what pressed ham refers to. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, well, okay. Anyway, go was, ahead. Uh, going through some financial stuff the other day, and I was I was thinking about, you know, my credit score. And, <coughs> excuse me. It's a damp morning, so there might be a little coughing here and there. A little mold and <coughs> pollen. Yeah. Frolicking in the air. <laughs> Jumping around in our nostrils, yes. giggling, having a little party. Doing a little dance on your tonsils. Yeah, getting in your throat going, hee hee hee. I'm going to wreak havoc bitches. on your life. Yeah. But if I'm not here, you don't have life. <laughs> That's true. Oh, the irony. Oh, the irony. <laughs> so. Quit fucking where the honeybees. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Monsanto. So I was, uh, I was thinking about my credit score. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've also noticed lately how there's a lot of advertisements um, harping on people's credit score and, and make, telling people they should be concerned you know, about, about it. About every time I go online, whether mm-hmm. it's Google or my email, there is some sort mm-hmm. of service trying to tell me that I need to make my credit score better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to bother me. I, I'm going to go out and ruin <laughs> mine. I'm going to go. I don't have to file bankruptcy. I think I'm going to, so leave me the fuck alone. Really. But no, actually, I think they bother you worse because they know you don't have credit and you got to establish credit somehow. Yeah, I, I kind of tend to think they're going after everybody. I mean, I've seen ads all over commercial television. Any of you watch uh, broadcast or commercial TV, the credit, credit uh, 
uh, credit score services are just everywhere. Yeah. Uh, you've got the Experian Boost, which you know I think is going to come to mean something that is artificially inflated and everyone knows it. You know, it's like you know everyone gets the Experian Boost on their test score at the end of the year. It's either that or they're lying to you. And they, anybody. <laughs> they try to make it look like they can do it, and then after you give all the information and user service, it doesn't do any good. I'm not sure which it is, whether well, they're manipulating the system and cheating, or if they're just flat lying and they found a way around it. Well, I, I, I was kind of looking into like the history of credit scores and credit reports, because I remember a time when the internet was still fairly new, and your credit score and your actual full credit report was something that you had to pay about a hundred dollars to get mm -hmm. and there was one service that would give you your free score and free report once a calendar year yeah but at that point basically nobody knew about their credit score unless they went to somewhere to try to borrow money or take out a loan yes and uh, um, every time you checked your credit score it would damage your credit score mm -hmm. because they of the way that well they had have you ever noticed when whenever someone's trying to set you up for payments or something one of the things they state on there is we don't we're this is not going to go against your credit score we're mm -hmm. not going to check your credit score and that's specifically to let you know that you're not going to get knocked a little bit lower because they're looking into it right and that's that's a new thing just since i've been an adult is being able to do a soft check on your credit yeah. without damaging it. And you know, you didn't used to be able to do that. It used to be every time you, you know, applied for a loan, it would ding your credit score. So if you had to try, you know, three or four times, your score was going down every single time. Yeah. But now um, credit scores are a status symbol. I mean people brag about their credit scores online. I've heard that so many times. I'm thinking rubes. Yeah. Just complete rubes. Um, and, but we've we've been groomed and convinced uh, that we should be constantly monitoring our credit score and be very concerned about it. Uh, well, maybe. I mean, for the for the. I have a question for you. Go ahead with where you're just, going. Just just for the simple fact that you should keep track of who's uh, trying to spend money in your name or maybe you got some accounts open you don't realize that's a good reason to check my credit, credit card report. actually does that discover yeah discover actually sends me a statement every month going your social security card mm -hmm. number was not used and we have found no fake accounts that's in your good. name you know yeah. associated with you but i have a question christopher on sure. a little bit different but the same what is the united states government's credit score oh my god they go by a different system, I'm sure. I've heard the <laughs> they term. have to. I've heard the term triple A rating. I, I'm sure we're not there anymore. Probably um, minus this, thirty. This backup beeper's about to stop, so hang yeah, on a second. Yeah, Casey Water. There it goes. Okay. Alrighty. So, um, anyway, so people have been been convinced that checking and monitoring their credit score is a, a really good idea. Um. And then you have the Experian Boost, which I think is just some fake points added on to make you feel good. I'm and sure I think, it's that because you never hear anyone going, oh, that place, they didn't do what they said. Yeah. So I bet you they found some manipulation that they can do. Well, here's what I think is you go to a place to like buy a car and get a car loan. 
and they check your credit score. Boots Williams. And they check your Experian score, and they see you know what it is. Since it's Experian, they automatically deduct 20 points to get your true credit score. So your Experian boost isn't doing you any good because the people lending money know it's just a bullshit boost and then they just that, take it right that, back off. That is so funny. I, did, I was unaware of that, that they'll just knock off 20 just like that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Experian can just throw on 20 for no reason. Then, yeah, the, the lenders can knock off that 20 for the same reason, is that there's no reason for it to be there. Well, they probably look and go, Experian, huh? Okay, mm -hmm. well, we're just going to go ahead and take that bullshit off right now. Yeah, and then they'll cross-reference to, like, your FICO credit score, and they'll see that's 25 points lower, and they're like, yeah, we're using that one. Yeah, we're going to go with that. Uh -huh. <laughs> so your Experian credit, your Experian boost how does, does you no good whatsoever. It's, how it's a fake paper. It's just a paper. Oh, it's like our money. Tiger. It's like our money. Yeah. It's, our fiat currency. It's, it's, it's a piece of paper. It's something to make you feel better about yourself, but it has actually no real value, no financial value, no, it doesn't make any difference anywhere, except it makes you feel better about yourself. The question I got is how do they make money? How Experian? does Experian make money? They've got a ton of advertisements on their app. You think they're that's constantly, solely it? Oh, they're constantly steering you towards personal loans, credit cards. So Here's they get how kickbacks you, probably. Uh, yeah, they get kickbacks from all those people. So they're the front end to guide you into the great world of perpetual financial debt. Mm -hmm. You know, get these great credit card rates. That way you can rack up twenty, thirty thousand dollars in debt. It'll barely notice it. That's right. So, you know, hang, I mean, hang that's on. what they're doing. They're grooming you to be a better borrower. Hang on one second. Sure. Halt the press. Hey, place I used to work. No, no, no. Keep it going. <laughs> place I used to work. Eat my ass. I know a couple of you are listening. <laughs> okay. Anyhow, you were saying. There we go. Um, I got that out of the way. <laughs> yeah. So I, I kind of came up, came to the conclusion that what the credit score is now is a measure of how good a borrower you are, plus how effectively can you be manipulated into purchasing more, buying more, extending your credit limits, you know, carrying a large amount of debt. You know, that's that's how people make make uh, all their money on on. Well, that's how people are making money off this country right now. I'm sure we'll get into this a little later, but the credit card system is a little microcosm of that. Is you're only important to them as long as you owe them money, mm -hmm. and the whole credit score is how good of a of a risk you are to pay that money back. So, if you have money and you're not intending to borrow money, you're just like, I'm gonna pay cash for my next car. Um, I'm not buying a house anytime soon. Um, your credit score doesn't do you any good at all. Well, we've not been groomed though, good. but we've been groomed. Yeah. You hear this and you see it everywhere? Unless you're borrowing money, your credit score, credit score does absolutely nothing for you. You see, I think a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. I think a lot of people think that this is a necessity, yeah. like a house. But like, it's not. It's, like a you, car, probably most cases. It's like all advertisement. They will create a problem that doesn't exist and doesn't matter, get you worked up about it, and then tell you, we have the solution. Like the Buy government. from us. Yes. 
And in this case, it's you know it's credit reporting apps and credit tracking apps and the little little apps that you spend your money through and they put money aside for you or they invest in Bitcoin for you. And yeah, stuff. I was going to go there. They're all milking money off of you because you've shown that you spend more than you earn. Mm -hmm. I so your credit score means you spend more than you earn, but you pay it back eventually. Mm -hmm. So people are lining up to give you money because they figure you're going to pay it back eventually. And that's how they make their money off you. So again, credit score is not doing you any good. So when unless you need a shit ton of borrowed money. Yeah. But if you're not borrowing money, your credit score does nothing for you. It's just a way for people it's... to judge you unfairly. Well, they, and, they, and... they presume what... I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. No, I know no, no, I'm trying no. to get this no, out. No, 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 go ahead. You're They're... going somewhere. It's fine. They're presuming what kind of person you are by your credit score. They're presuming your work history and how good of an employee you're going to be by your credit score. That's not what credit scores you see, are for. When you hear people talking about the system is mm -hmm. stacked against them, yeah. this is a big part of it right here. Yeah. Because if you're in the hood and you grew up poor in poverty, let's say your mom is a drug addict. Yeah. Doesn't matter what color, whatever, whoever. Okay, let's say everybody you grew up can be a, drug addict. Yeah, yes. So, um, okay, let's say you grew up like that. And how much of a chance do you have of ever getting a loan? Mm -hmm. I mean, I would say the chances of that, I, would, I wish that someone could come out with these statistics because I think it would be staggering. You know, it's a, there's like a statistics that, that someone that is born in poverty is going to stay there. Yeah. And it's staggering how many have to stay there. Oh, it's so amazing you bring that up because I just read something about that the other day. It's it's uh, it's uh, an example using uh, boots, and this this is from like a hundred years ago or more. Um, you have a rich man who needs boots, and you have a poor man who needs boots. Now, a good quality pair of boots cost fifty bucks. The rich man buys the fifty dollar pair of boots, and he's got boots for like ten years. The poor man can't afford $50 boots. He can afford $10 boots. Mm -hmm. So he buys $10 boots and they wear out in a year. And then he needs another pair of $10 boots and then they wear out in a year. So by the time the rich man has worn out his $50 pair of boots, the poor man has spent $100 buying $10 pair of boots because they keep wearing out. So the poor man winds up having to spend wow. way more than the rich man because he doesn't have the money to buy the quality to start with. He has to buy cheap, disposable shit, and then he has to hey, keep I've buying been there. cheap, disposable I've yeah. been there. I understand that. And I that's know. not a coincidence. That's not just a quirk. That is engineered. That is designed. That is intentional, is to make shit products available for people who have just a little money because they figure, hey, he can get a little more money and he'll buy another one when this wears out. But heaven forbid you give somebody something that lasts for a small amount of money because they're not going to come back and buy another one because mm -hmm. they don't need to yet. Yeah. But that's that was the principle behind if you're poor, you tend to stay poor and because you don't have the capital to get yourself out of the perpetual cycle of buying shit that wears out too fast. It's, yeah. it's sad. It really is sad. It is. Um, real quick, we can stay on the subject, but first off, Alaska, thank you. Whoever you are that are listening to us, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, Seattle, thank you. That Portland. might be my brother. Oh, it could be. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Chicagoland area, thank you. 
Colorado, three different areas in Colorado. There's a few people downloading our uh, show. I have nephews in Colorado. Oh, it could be them. Mm -hmm. uh, Kansas City, of course, there's a lot of people that download us and thank we appreciate you, thank it. Thank you, Kansas City. Which, uh, just outside of Wichita, it might be Park City or someplace in that area. Mm -hmm. Tulsa, South Dallas area, maybe like... Because uh, we talked about the Cowboys. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Atlanta. West Palm Beach. Here goes that General Motors pickup Outside with, of this, Jacksonville. with the uh, funky transmission again. Yeah, that's that GMC. Yeah, it goes. Riley, North again? Carolina. <laughs> um, Maryland. Looks like uh, Sweet. Ashburn, Maryland. CIA is listening. Hey, uh, probably. Yeah, Massachusetts. In the uh, just outside, probably the Boston area, probably there. Anybody the in Maine area. listening, you think? Uh, no, listen. no Maine. Okay, Stephen King's not listening. Ah, dang it. What about Detroit? See if Alice Cooper's listening. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. You know, Alice Cooper could be on tour and listening from Oh, anywhere. you know, he is on tour. He I'm going to say Europe. he is. He yeah. is listening. Oh, and, uh, and I know who this is, but and thank you, my uh, cousin Metaxas in uh, Woodstock, Ontario, right there. I see awesome. his little dot. Awesome. All right, thank you. Thanks Alrighty. for downloading us. So if you can stomach the show for another episode or two, you'll hear your name. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So or anyhow, that's hometown. just to name a few. We we got Russia. We have Tehran, Iran listening. Some we have China in India, listening. I think as well. India. We have India yeah. listening. So anyhow, thank you to everybody, and uh, anyhow, a little shout out to some people, and yeah, we we'll do keep doing it. this as we go along. A little shout out to people. There went my coffee cup. Good thing it was empty. Yeah. So. So, <laughs> anyway, we were, I was ranting about credit scores, but I think I'm about done. It's just if you. If you're obsessing about your credit score, make sure it's because it really can do something for you, not because you think you have to. You know, that's that's something that I, I like to do and, and I, I tried to teach my kids to do and I hope a lot of other people do is when somebody is trying to convince you to do something, stop and think, are they making money off of this? If I Follow do what the they money. want me to do, are they going to make money off of this? Follow and if the they money. are, then think real hard about whether you want to do it or not. Because if they're making a profit off of you, they don't give a shit about your well-being, probably. Money and motive yep. are the same thing. Yep, 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 yep. Money is motive. Yes. So. Well, you know, um, there's a lot of, of course, very justly hubbub about inflation. So, you know. It's affecting you know, everybody. I know I'm... I'm going to have to look to a financial advisor because I don't know fully everything that's going on, and I'm sure that half the stuff we've been told isn't real. So. Well, I mean, do you switch from stocks or do you buy more stocks? Because all these stocks are really cheap right now. I know. Yeah, that's so volatile. It it makes a difference. I mean, I'm I'm at, I'm older. I'm past sixty, and my money earning years are behind me. You're in one of those very so. weird predicaments where do you need to protect yourself with real estate and bonds or? Or I'm yeah. not sure how it all works. I think for me, I, you know, most people would say, excuse me, stick with uh, safe um, investments, well, it's like guaranteed a... returns, that kind of thing. My wife is still working, which helps because uh, she wants to, not because I'm youngin. lazy. <laughs> Actually, she's a, just a couple months older than me. So is she's she the, really? She's the cougar. Yeah, oh, she was okay. born in June. I was born in August. Oh, okay. So, you know, we're, we're cougars because we went to Hickman Mills, but she's a cougar because I'm younger than her. That's right. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
He loves it too. Yes, I love my cougar. I love my hippie she's chick. A, she's a great girl. She is. Woman. She's awesome. Oh, I love you, Cindy. Shout out to Cindy. You're yeah. awesome. Even though I don't know, I don't think she listens, does she? Uh, no. She she, she probably overhears well, what I'm doing Well, I'll just tell her hi next time I see her there then. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I could do when I get home. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyhow, I could not find out who said this. Mm -hmm. It was a quote from a long time ago, and it's a very well-known quote about inflation. Uh -huh. And like I said, I looked everywhere, and nobody really knows who said it, but they just know about the saying, and they all say it. Inflation is when you pay $15 for a $10 haircut you used to get for $5 when you had hair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but beats the shit out of me who said it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but nobody can say who said it because it's such an old saying. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those anonymous or attributed to six yeah, different yeah, people. Yeah, it's one of those anonymous, like oh, the old poetry awesome. where they're like, mm, we don't know where it came from. Yeah. Anonymous, so yeah. Oh, that's, yep. that's good. You know, inflation is an economic term that describes a general increase in prices and a fall in purchasing power of cash. Yeah. So inflation is normal, even good for, uh, for an economy when it's controlled. Right now what we have is uncontrolled inflation, yeah. and that's horrible. Yeah, I guess you could look at it as you want the river to flow, but in a controlled way. Well, that yeah. Would, the flow would be inflation. It's like uh, how they stop together. rivers. You're right. It's a very smooth... That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. A river flows too fast, it's going to flood. And it's going to tear out a bunch of shit on its way, yeah. too. So. so they're worried about economy going supernova. Mm -hmm. So they'll uh, start doing, like, interest hike. And then all of a sudden, everyone's like, oh, shit. Even though it's like one-tenth of one percent, yeah. people still shit their pants, start grabbing their money, getting ready to <laughs> head out to the ledge. Yeah. So... And I guess to extend the river metaphor, if, this, if the river flow stops, then everything gets stagnant. Yes. So you need your economy to be moving somewhere and doing something. Yeah. So, but, yeah, you, okay. need, you need to watch what you're doing. And I think that's what the Federal Reserve does. They try to do what they think is best to keep the economy flowing. Yeah. Um, the Federal Reserve, you could... Everyone has a theory about them because they are a private organization. I wish Steve Sky would walk by. Oh, I'd love awesome. to ask him about the Federal Reserve. Yeah. I did one day, but he got sidetracked on something else. And that's a good point. Don't get hung up on the name Federal Reserve. It's not federal. Yeah, because Federal Express has nothing to do with the government. It's a privately owned business. <laughs> that's true. American Airlines, that has nothing to do with America the American government. No, they can use those Go names buy a flight. <laughs> in their... In their uh, Look at me, I'm doing the Donald Trump thing. Oh, you Ooh, are, aren't Somebody you? cut my hand off. Um, you That's can use those very, terms. very, really, really good way of, I can't do it, fuck it. Anyhow. It's so a beautiful they can call themselves, you know, American Airlines or United States Steel or, or you know, General Electric and, you know, try to stir up patriotism in it, but it doesn't mean anything. It's just a name. So Federal Reserve is just a name. It doesn't mean they're part of the federal government. I was going government. to say U.S. Foods, but the other day when we were here, I noticed that there's no period in between U and S, so it's Us Foods. Yeah, I think this they've changed time, their name. This whole time, yeah, I think they might have used to been U.S. Yeah, Foods. Yeah, they were probably United States Foods, then they yeah. shortened it to U.S., and then they decided, like, you know, hey, We're just us. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyhow, okay, uh, you know, money dropping at, at a rapid rate can cause an economy to spiral out of control, of course. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you see the recent stock market and all of this is a yeah. direct result of inflation spiraling out of control. And there's a bunch of different factors. So this this was uh, this um, piece of information I'm about to give you 
was from 2021 before the inflation really hit. Mm -hmm. But in 1950, you could probably add 50 cents onto this right now yeah. comfortably and it would probably be really in the ballpark. Mm -hmm. So in 1950, you could buy a cup of coffee for 22 cents. Now a cup of Java is $2.38 yeah. on the average. That's but we both buy coffee, times. we have coffee right here. Yeah. Okay, so because we buy coffee, we know that really that's pretty much a percolated one. That's not one, that's not a pour over, that's not a frappe, yeah. that's not even one with syrups in it. Yeah, that's just yeah, that's just like black coffee. Drip coffee maker. Yeah, go throw your Splenda in it and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so in a, a basket of goods that cost $100 in 1950 would cost more than $1,108 in 2021. Mm. Mm. So now go ahead and add probably another couple of hundred at least to that. I would say probably 400 by the way things are right now. Yeah. You know, uh, inflation occurs when there's an increase in production costs, which is going on now, or when demand for products and services increase faster than supply, which is everything. Yeah, right now everything's in short supply. Whether it really is or not, it's a way. It's it's something that companies will use to drive the price up. It could be cow shit. I bet it's in short supply yeah. because there's no one there to shovel it. And if they're really pinned down on it, they can they'll they'll admit, well, it's in short supply because we haven't ordered anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have three left in stock, and we're raising the, the guy price. The does on them. the ordering. He uh, he quit. <laughs> yeah. we haven't seen him in quite a while. Yeah. So, okay, times of so, shortage are, are just an excellent opportunity to price gouge, and that's yes, what people are doing right now. Yes, and it's been right going now. on forever. Mm -hmm. I remember I go back to 9/11, uh, yeah, and the price gouging going on there. Oh yeah. I, I remember driving by there in the morning, not knowing it was going to happen. Nobody did. It was a beautiful morning, and mm -hmm. we're all going to work and just mind our own business. And then I don't know about nine o'clock our time, I think, or something like that. Yeah, it was. All of a sudden, a friend of mine comes running over. Oh man. There's a plane that ran into uh, one of the Twin Towers, and it's on fire, and there are people jumping out. I'm like, oh, shit. When I first heard, first heard that, I thought, what a, what a horrible accident. Yeah, same here. You know? And then and someone said, oh, another plane hit the other <laughs> tower, and it's like, oh, shit, that We're was like, on purpose. Uh, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and then uh, the one hit the Pentagon, it's like, oh, my God, World War III. All of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden everyone was like, terrorism, yeah, World War III. Bush so, is going to hit the button. I go by the same gas station on the way out and I I can't remember remember exactly what it was. Let's say it's like two fifty a gallon, okay? Uh -huh. And when I left, going home it was six something. Yep. That guy ended had ended up having to repay people. And there was, the people didn't have a receipt, he still had to give them money because <laughs> they just came in and said, Hey, man, you you stole fifty dollars from me. Okay, here you go. And yeah. I, I bet a lot of people just went in there and got him really good, which I, I think that's awesome. And if you'll notice, when bad news strikes, gas prices go up that day. Yes. When good news arrives, they say, oh, <laughs> that'll affect gas prices in a couple of weeks. And why is that when it affects it immediately right then? Is because... You know, whenever there's bad news. It's because they don't have to lower the price if they don't want to. Let's say Russia takes over <laughs> a key city. All of a sudden, gas prices spike up. Mm-hmm. That's, that shouldn't affect anything right now. Yeah, and then let's say the Russians lose that key city two days later. Gas prices will stay up for another month before yeah, they come back down. and they down. probably never will go back down because of And that. they probably never should have gone up, but it's just an excuse. You know, oh, look, a balloon popped over there. I'm going to raise the price of beef now. Yeah, it, you know, look, it's that kind of bullshit. They're all in on the fix. Mm -hmm. They're all in on it. 
the rich do protect the rich. Yep, and they pay to have a few scary stories read over the news and everyone starts to get panic and buy toilet paper and then the prices, everything goes up and people say, well, it's to be expected. No, (laughs) it's to be investigated. That's what it's... (laughs) (laughs) It's not to be expected, it's to be prosecuted. Seeing people in what they perceive as survival mode is ugly. Yeah. Is ugly. Yeah. Look at Black Friday. I mean, you can just go there and that's not survival mode. No, that's just greed. Yeah, that's just like flat out. I won't go anywhere near that kind of shit. No. I have yet to find any place in the New Testament where it says we're supposed to celebrate the birth of Jesus by buying a bunch of expensive shit and giving it to each other. I even looked in the back. That's not in the Bible anywhere. Yeah. It really isn't. I looked in the back, the preface, everything, nothing. No. Nothing, no. doesn't say anything about With buying a huge flat screen TV for your uncle because it's Jesus's birthday. Yeah. That's just bullshit. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, that's as pagan as anything ever sounds, Absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, that's as pagan as pagan get. I mean, a Christmas tree, that's pagan. Yeah, everything was derived from that. Yeah, you're celebrating the wrong time of year because Jesus was actually born sometime in September. Yeah. (laughs) But the holiday was moved intentionally to coincide with the first day of winter because that was a big pagan holiday. But all you Christians who think, oh, magic happens around Christmas time, it's the wrong time of the year. It really is. Google it. Ask your Catholic priest. It's the wrong time of the year. Based on the winter solstice, anyhow, it's not really based on Jesus, but then they kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, first day of winter is around the December 21st, 22nd, shortest day of the year, but after that, I mean, shortest period of sunlight, but after that, the sun starts coming back. So the pagans celebrated it as, okay, we reached bottom, and now we're climbing back out. And that's why they would have evergreens in their house, you know, to preserve the life of, you know, as winter would come in, everything would die off, they'd bring an evergreen into the house. That was the origin of the Christmas tree. Nothing to do with Jesus. It's yeah. completely pagan. But now you see some of the people that tout Jesus the most are the ones that are in there on Black Friday tearing everything up to uh-huh. get that uh, uh, $30 whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, um, there's another, there's a couple other types of inflation too. And the point I'm making here is we're having all of them right now. There's a uh, cost push inflation. Prices will rise when production costs rise. Right now, I would guess a fuel or lack of manpower would be two huge culprits, right? Yeah, fuel for transporting not only the materials, but also the finished product. I mean, these these things that I'm saying are all related and really close. There's just slight differences in them. Yeah. But the fact is, is it's such a well-rounded, I mean, it's like the perfect storm is the problem. Yeah. Uh, demand pull inflation, prices increase when demand increases faster than it can be produced. So COVID shut everything down, then all clear or close as we can get to it, people go nuts. People are lining up for vacations. People are lining up for that uh, TV they couldn't go out and get. People are just going out to places just to go out to places. Yeah. And uh, let me, if I can interrupt for just a minute, I can understand that wanting to, you know, get back at least some semblance of the kind of life you had before. Yes. But I, I, I would... I would hope that there would be like a brief flurry of everyone, you know, spending and traveling and doing, and then maybe retracting a bit, realizing, okay, I looked forward to that and it was fun, but not as much fun as I remember. You see, here's what I see going on right now. Mm-hmm. I see what should be a huge recession, maybe not being one because people are so, um, let me think, um, fragile. They're just um, determined to go, you know, it's like we lost two years, 
basically. Yeah. I want to go out and have fun, see people, get my old life back, and I don't care what it's going to cost life me. Life became the short more term. precious again. Yeah. So it's suddenly it's like, let's get out the credit cards. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah that could help forestall the recession, but that's going to raise personal debt in this country to a large degree. Oh my God, we can't compete with the government's debt. If, if each of us was in debt the way the government was in debt, all of us would be having to declare bankruptcy because we'd have credit oh, accounts 24 hours a day. It would be over. Oh, God, it's just nuts how bad things are. And then um, another type of inflation is built-in inflation. Workers want higher wages, which is going on right now, yeah. to keep up with the cost of living. So this is a combination of workers at lower wages are looking at this to... Uh, to stay even now when they're trying to get ahead. The $15 an hour push was to get ahead. Now the $15 an hour is like, oh, that's not enough. No, it really isn't. No, it's, it's not gonna work. Back, back when people first started talking about $15 an hour as a minimum wage for like everything, I thought, wow, that's a bunch of money for just, you know, basic jobs, but it really isn't. If, if you extend that out to a, like a 2,000 hour a year work, that's 30 grand mm -hmm. before all exempt deductions and taxes and stuff. That's not much. No. That really that, isn't much at all. They're going back, they're actually going back to minimum wage the way prices are, you know, the, the mm -hmm. $15 an hour was to guarantee that no one would get 10 or 11 an hour, which is not a livable wage. Yeah. To where if someone wanted to get a small apartment somewhere, mm -hmm. they could theoretically maybe do it you know, if they really watch your costs. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole thing is just, it's built on survival, not luxury. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the 15 an hour now, it pushed them back because of inflation, pushed them back to seven or eight an hour. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, that's just, uh, think about that. Uh, another thing that's going on is printing money is a huge culprit of inflation oh, too. Oh, yeah. They flooded the market with money because of COVID. Before that, they were flooding the market too. When COVID hit, they were flooding the market, but every 2008, they flooded the market with money. Now, it worked then, but now we're kind of in a corner. Mm -hmm. You print more money, you're fucked. Yeah. You don't print more money, you're fucked. Because we're kind of in a corner here that's really kind of scary because what are you gonna do? This, uh, I, you said this the other day, and it's 100% correct. They kicked the can down the road so far, they hit the wall. Yep. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, uh, uh, well, we're kind of out of options. And you know, some, I, gotta, I hear people. just ride this out, I think. Yeah, the, I've, I think it's time to start to take some lumps. Because if we don't now, it's going to be a whole lot worse next time. I agree. And it's, it's, it's a chicken shit way to live to think, well, yeah, but I'll be dead by then. I don't care. That means you don't give a shit about your kids or anybody else's kids. Well, in my opinion, like COVID, mm -hmm. you wonder how come the young people that weren't really affected by it didn't really give a shit if they killed half of the uh, middle age? Look at the world we left them. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're like, wait a minute, hang it's on. Like, you fucked the world up and your music sucks. We don't care if you die. Yeah. <laughs> you brought us grunge, you fuckers. <laughs> you brought oh, us 80 butt rock. Oh my God! '80s corporate rock. Oh. Now that was a that was a crime against humanity. Oh gosh! <laughs> I, I look back on some of those pictures in the '80s, and all of them were like just so staged. Uh, I, I mean, they're standing there with a grin on their face and their neat little outfit posing. 
It was it was like everyone who was pissed off at the punk movement because they wanted to dress up pretty. Uh-huh. As soon as the '80s hair bands got popular, it was like, "Yay, we can all be pretty again!" <laughs> <laughs> and then grunge came, and everyone's like, wearing no, ratty flannels. And yeah, yeah. Now it's anymore, like, it's it's it's, it's like it's if you were like, too pretty, you weren't taken seriously. Yeah, but in the '80s, you had to be pretty, or no one was going to buy your album. Yeah, what it was was they just did the opposite. They they said, "All right, well, what what can we do to be different?" And they're like, "Hey." Let's not do anything. Yeah. Let's go out there wearing a t-shirt. Let's just be a garage band. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it worked, and then people got sick of that, and now I don't even know where rock is at. It's at a, it's been in a weird place for a long time where nobody really gives a shit. I've I've heard uh, Kurt Cobain describe grunge as punk played by people who knew how to play their instrument. As yeah. opposed to real, you know, punk back in the seventies is people who the the worse you were at your instrument, the better. Well, I mean, you listen to Jerry Cantrell mm-hmm. of uh, Alice in Chains. Yeah, that guy is a phenomenal guitarist, but you wouldn't guess it on a lot of his stuff because he goes real basic. But the 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 way he writes music is yeah. genius. Yeah, genius. And his harmonies. Oh, yeah. Love oh, the harmonies. That's how you could have anyone singing it. But when they hit the background vocals, you know it's Alice in Chains. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Soundgarden was another one. Soundgarden had good backup vocals, yeah. Yeah, and, and also they had great guitar. Vocals, they got yeah. primary vocals. Yeah. Uh, Chris Cornell was just out of this world. Mm-hmm. He was one guy I could compare to Dio. One of the best rock and roll voices I, I, can, I can think of is Chris yeah. Cornell, because he could get, I mean, even if you didn't like particularly his music or, or You had to style, respect him. He had just an enormous emotional range in his voice. I mean, I personally felt like I could feel the pain he was feeling when he was singing. Have you heard the one he did with Alice Cooper, Stolen Prayer? Yes. Is that not just, man. Yeah. And uh, he did two on that album, Stolen Prayer and Unholy War. Unholy War. Stolen Prayer is Stolen Prayer was it. That Stolen Prayer is an awesome That thing is a masterpiece. It is so good. Not a lot of people have heard that. It's on the album The Last Temptation by Alice Cooper. If you are a rock fan, check it out. If you haven't, chances are you haven't because of the timing of it. It didn't do very well. I mean, I think it was like Spice Girl era and shit like that. The album kind of, it kind of came out as... Power pop, mm-hmm. in a way, and it's it's a very Christian themed album because yes, the last is. temptation is referring to uh, his long standing character Stephen, who is being tempted by the devil, mm-hmm. and uh, um, and Alice Cooper is a Christian. Yes, very much so. But it you know well, he, he was able to way. tap into a lot of a lot of stuff. It, it, it's a it's a really well written album. Mm-hmm. But lyrically, it's it's it's. It's above average. It really is. Lyrically, the whole would, album is uh, very agree. smartly written. Um, it does some have some of the, kind of pop feeling on a number of songs, but once you get past that, once, there's some real okay, grit down number there. One, there's some balls in that album. Number one, men listen to lyrics. Women do not. I would tend to agree in a general way. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's pretty much been proven to me. It's like, you know the part where they go, not today, not today, and they're like, what? What? what are they say? where do they say that? And it's like, right here. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, men like parlay songs to different parts of their life because men are nostalgic. We yeah. all want to go back to being a kid in our little Hot Wheel. Oh, I loved Hot Wheels. Yeah, see? <laughs> right there. And it also, you know, to be flip here, I think 
men want to sing along, women want to dance. Yeah, that's right. So, Men's form of dances is singing along. Yeah, to be very, be very general and to throw everyone into two very, you know, broad categories. When you're listening to rock and roll, the guys want to sing along with their fist in their air, yeah. and the chick want to dance. And if I don't like, if I don't like the song, I put a bunch of bullshit lyrics that don't exist, <laughs> <laughs> and just keep doing that until oh, the song's yes. over. And I, that's fun to me. I mean, I do just that me in the car. Every reggae song. I do not like <laughs> reggae. I know yeah. it's very popular. Every reggae song, I just go Buffalo Soldier. Yeah, Buffalo yeah. Soldier. <laughs> don't you on. love it when you you say like, oh, I don't like reggae, and someone says, well, you just haven't listened to the right reggae song. It's like, no, no, I just uh, I just know better. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's, be gone with that shit. That's so condescending. It's like, well, you're just so misinformed. Your brain well, is too tiny. You, if you are just gonna heard really the right ones. Oh. You're gonna really like a kick in the ass. Yeah. Oh, I don't think so. No, you just haven't had the right kick in the ass. <laughs> I remember telling you guy once. He said. Oh, you just haven't heard the right reggae. You'd like it. And I said, okay, so I guess that means that you just haven't heard the right necrophilia, <laughs> satanic death metal. Because <laughs> then you'd love it, wouldn't you, if you heard the right ones? Me? I get a kick out of them. I'll listen to whatever <laughs> now, just to see what kind of shit they're throwing out there. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so don't be, don't be a dick. If someone says they're not a fan of a kind of music, Accept their opinion. Let them have their opinion. Or Don't if say, you're a dick like oh, me. Oh, you're wrong because... Yeah, just shut up. Let them have their own tastes. If you're a dick like me, you uh, do the uh, inbox uh, cramming like I was talking oh, about before. Yeah. <laughs> Load up their inbox with... With just bullshit music they hate. Yes. Like if they hate reggae, all reggae. Mm. But what I did was I found the most obscure music you could find. The, like the one-hit wonder stuff like Right Said Fred and bullshit oh, yeah. like that. Maybe even Blue Man Group, just because they suck. Yeah. <laughs> and just throw that shit in there constantly. Yep. Find 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 the album filler. You know, the songs yeah. that are stuck on the album just to kind of pad it out because it's really not a good song and just flood them with that shit. And then when you get tired of looking up stupid songs and run out, then you start sending pictures of elbows and, <laughs> and, and storm drains and out-of-focus pictures. <laughs> Oh gosh, we uh, went far afield from inflation. Do you we still have yeah, any inflation? Uh, you know what? Fuck inflation. Yeah, really. We'll get back to it sometime. Yeah, we will. You know, as a matter of fact, inflation is on my invisible ass paddling special inanimate object version. Yes. So uh, number one on it actually is inflation. So oh, oh, I better describe this. Some people wouldn't have heard, maybe not have heard that, and shame on them. Oh, they yeah. should listen to all our stuff at least five five six times yes but okay play it, play it while you sleep so we get into your brain we have an ass paddling section where you're invisible for a day and you can ass paddle i don't know eight or five. nine people mm -hmm. five 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 is a good number five people nice even and round number an of five ass invisible ass paddling <laughs> hall of fame too yes yes we're so, preparing our hall of fame list so i was thinking the other day i think that ass paddling invisible ass paddling should go to inanimate objects too they deserve yeah. ass paddlings. I can, so, yeah, I can think of a few that need to have their butts paddled. Yeah, the number one one I could think of was inflation. Yeah, they need it. Needs an ass paddling. We do. How yeah. bad would you paddle inflation's ass? It would be red and stinging. I oh, would gosh. use a I would use a ping pong paddle. Yeah, you know how I described how I wanted to kill Mark Zuckerberg. I would never do this. No, never no. ever. This is. Uh, it's all done for humor. Yeah, this is a uh, hot talk satirization. <laughs> yes. This is hyperbole. So don't get your fucking wiener in a fucking bind. So here, so anyhow, he's one of those guys, 
that you dream about killing and bring them back to life so you can kill them another 10 or 11 times? Yes. <laughs> bring the paddles, fucking bring them back, and then kill them again. Just so you can see the look on your face when you're murdering him. <laughs> but anyhow, um, that is all a joke, and I just, I can't stand Zuckerberg. He's a fucking idiot. Yes, he is. So anyhow, so uh, inflation would be the number one ass paddling inanimate inanimate object and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to fast track that to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're going to set up a Hall of Fame. The ass paddling Hall of Fame is 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 under uh, under construction, but it's we're going to have our top 5 lists, but if there's there are people who are just consistently on the top five list of needing ass paddling. We're just going to move them into Hall of Fame so we can, you know, yeah, free Skip up the spot Bayless on the list. is on there, so you can rest assured yeah. we're making great choices. Yeah, yeah. We've got a we've got a introductory introductory class for the ass paddling Hall of Fame uh, coming. So uh, Yeah. That way we can keep our top five lists current. So inflation has been fast tracked. Yeah, inflation's so gonna go there. It's in there solid. It's gonna I think it needs its own section. Yeah, yeah. For 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 people, they make the Hall of Fame for like groups of people or inanimate objects or concepts or things. They get groups the, of people too. They get yeah. the they get the Hall of Fame honorable mention. As a matter of fact, I got an idea for later on this year, mm. Black Friday. The people that rush stores. Everybody who's yeah. And we can goes pick like Black one of the Friday. worst ones out where like ten people died. Yeah. We can pick that out and they yeah. get the invisible ass paddle. And probably by that point it'll be, you know, one of those monkey pox super spreader <laughs> events. You know. <laughs> Seventeen hundred people who went to Black Friday got at monkey Macy's pox. yesterday got monkey pox. <laughs> we're not exactly sure which part of Macy's where they were actually fucking the infected monkeys, but Vaccines, three for a dollar. Yeah. Three for a dollar at Walgreens. Come on down, get your mucking pox. <laughs> Guaranteed not to do shit. <laughs> okay, monkey number pox. two. Number two inanimate object is uh, defunding the police. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that needs an ass paddling. The people that say that live, uh, that uh, want to set that up, live in gated communities. That's, that's like kind a of... stupid ass mayor. That, that's the kind of thinking where people say, oh, I, I wish that, you know, guns had never been invented. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, but that doesn't for, mean, that doesn't mean headlines. shit. There's nothing practical about it. There's nothing practical about... Our mayor has aspirations to get in the White House, and that's the only reason yeah. he did it. But he got it stolen by the mayor of St. Louis, a chick, the next day. <laughs> so he's in there going, oh, oh, well, I guess I'll go knock up my secretary. <laughs> That's always good for a laugh. Yeah, it is. And oh you notice how hush-hush that's been? Yeah. Oh, they're in love. Uh, yeah, yeah, so they weren't married. Oh, bullshit. He was banging his secretary knocked her up. There was there was a couple... In my opinion. There was a couple like that when I was what working I've read. for... what I've Yes, yes. According to public opinion surveys. Mm-hmm. You no, know, when I was working for the Postal Service there, we had a postmaster who, uh, let's just call him John. Okay. Because um, his first name was John. So okay, we're just but it call could him be John. Doe, John Doe. Yeah, okay. yeah, it, you know. But uh, he was banging one of the station super, uh, station managers under. It was under him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll call her literally. Car- yes, absolutely literally. We'll call her and figurative Carla. Yeah. Yeah. Because her name was Carla. Okay. But uh, <laughs> Carla Doe. Yeah. Carla Clay. Oh, no, that um, was their incestuous then. Yeah, oh. How about Carla Duh? Yeah, yeah. No, nah, well, let's leave was, him incestuous. She was related to uh, 
that guy in St. Louis, Lacey Clay. You heard a big, big yeah, political honk there. Yeah, but I can't remember what there. it's associated with. Yeah, he's like some, he's uh, a, a representative, I think, in the House of Representatives. I don't know if it's state or federal Is he kind or of a troublemaker? Oh, he's a loudmouth, and and he's he's one of those people who is hair trigger on pulling the race card, no matter what. Yes, comes up. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking of. But anyway, so that was her protection. So she figured get she get any with anything. So this this woman apparently had slept her way to every promotion she'd ever gotten. So here she was banging the uh, uh, postmaster and insisting that he give her every promotion, every plum assignment, every break, etc. But then it got to the point where she had screwed up so bad that he couldn't help her. I mean, she had yelled and screamed at employees. She had threatened employees. She was just being, you know, a fucking nightmare. She was not only violating the contract regularly on a daily basis, but violating federal law concerning the mail. And uh, so the postmaster said, you know, I can't help you. I just, you know, this is beyond me. Yeah. You've gotten into so much trouble, I can't help you. So what does she do? She files a sexual harassment claim against him, claiming that he forced her to have sex with him all those months in return for keeping her job. So she turned, as soon as her protector wasn't able to protect her anymore, she threw him under the bus. <laughs> and so she skated on a lot of stuff. She still had to, you know, she still paid some price, you know, some penalties. But as soon as the whole thing, the dust was settled, they got back together again. Even after she'd thrown him under the bus for basically accusing him of, of raping her in order to keep her job. That's a sucker. They got right back together again, and she got pregnant. Wow. And that was like her seventh child by the sixth different person, sixth different boss. Wow. She was she would have a child by whoever uh -huh. was her boss. Yeah. And then use that, say promote me, or pay child support. That was her shtick. And all those seven it's kind kids. Of a, it's kind of genius yeah. if you think about it. Number of course one, all those seven kids were back in St. Louis being looked after by grandma. She didn't have a shit thing to do with them because she hated them. God. They were just they were just commodities to be used whenever her That's career needed advancement. That's someone that works harder to do stupid shit and, uh, and bend the rules and yeah. do, than just being legitimate. Yeah. So that oh god, she was she was horrid. But yeah. anyway, oh. I'm, I'm trying to get away from postal rants because yeah, no, you know, no, I'm no. retired. You know I'm trying Let to get out. out of my system. But uh, Let it out, man. Yeah. You know, they make great stories even though they're true. Yeah. So, okay, back to the inanimate object ass paddling. Is that where we were? Yes, we were. <laughs> I have to keep looking at my page so I can keep track of where we're at because we go on all these this tangents. Is, this is thought oh. disorganization on oh, a but grand really scale. Oh, really quick, really quick, <laughs> I want to say this. I'm sure that our poor mayor was probably seduced. Oh. And it's not his fault at oh, all. Oh, yeah. There's probably somebody could have gave him a roofie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want him to do it with Bill Clinton and just get on there and bite his bottom lip. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Uh, Put his head down and look up at you with yeah. his little big puppy dog eyes and yeah. say, oh, it wasn't forget. my fault. They like put I, an aspirin in my Coke. I think it's Rush Limbaugh that played it on his uh, show. Um, uh, um, the uh, the half-hour version that was on TV at night. Yeah. And I caught it on the internet way after the fact. But when Ron Brown was killed, he was getting ready to go... Um, 
testify. And, yeah, testify. And they show Bill Clinton behind some stuff at the service, laughing his ass off with somebody. Then he looks over the side of his uh, side of his eyes, and he sees that he's you know he's on film. He sees he's on camera. Yeah, and all of a sudden he starts biting his lip and looking all sad. It's like that right there is a politician 100 percent right yep. there. Yeah, you back saw there the real. Slapping. You saw the real Bill Clinton, and then when he saw the camera on him, he's like, "Oh, better fake some grief." Yeah, but it was too late because uh, CNN, I think, cut it uh -huh. to where it showed him sad. Someone got the whole tape and sent it out. Oh, I've seen it. I've I googled yeah. it and found the video, and it's there. It's real. It's oh yeah, true. he's like, I've <laughs> seen it. he's yeah. laughing his ass off at the at the you know funeral of somebody who died in a terrible way. Yeah. He's laughing Someone's his ass off. Someone's getting ready to testify against him. Yep. But it's I'm like sure. that scene from scene from uh, what was it, Godfather or Godfather Two? Which one? Is uh, uh, is Godfather One, where Marlon Brando's character eventually dies, and at his funeral, the other mob bosses oh, are yeah. off the side laughing yes. and shaking hands and making deals. It's like, yeah, that's politics. That's exactly the federal government. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. not there to show the respects. They're there to be seen well, and then to network. You know, I grew up in Northeast Kansas City, so, you know, the, the guys were up the road. You know, their kids and me played together, and they're great to live next to. They're really nice people. Yeah. But I always heard this come out of their mouths. The only reason the federal government gives a shit about organized crime is because they do not want competition. Exactly. And they were serious about that, and I agree with them. Well, El hell, the, the, the mafia or whatever term you want to call it, they based their internal structure on an, on an old Roman form of government. Yes. Exactly. And the way it originated is, it's called Black Hand. And yeah. there's a really good documentary from Kansas City about Kansas City crime from start to finish. Mm -hmm. And it's really good. It goes uh, from, uh, um, let me think, uh, the Black Hand to the Pentergast era to the the Harry Truman connection yeah. to all the way to when they were all busted in the Vegas scheme and pretty much all the 1900s. Yeah, <laughs> and it's really good. And it's a documentary. It's just the facts, but it's so good. It's called Black Hand Strawman. And if you can find it, it's about two hours. I suggest you watching it because it is really well done, and the facts are really true. And a lot of the buildings that I saw there, I know to be true. So, anyhow. Uh, Black Hand was originated, it was back in the 1800s, Kansas City was just forming. So what happened was, we we're getting these immigrants through Ellis Island, right? And yeah. they wanted these people from Europe because they knew stonemasonry so well. Yeah, there were a lot of craftsmen yeah, who they had wanted generational them over here. knowledge. But when they got over here, they weren't getting their fair share, they were treating them like slave labor. Because they were immigrants. So this was kind of like their <laughs> form of uh, a union or whatever. You know, they're like, all right, okay. Well, watch this. We're going to get our share, but we're going to start writing these black hand notes. Mm -hmm. And these black hand notes, if you got a black ink, they called it black hand, it's black ink, and it said what you needed to do. Yep. And so, like, well, you're going to divvy up 30% of your um, horseshoeing business or whatever, you know, yeah. blacksmith or uh, dry goods or something. Mm -hmm. You're going to divvy it up as of tomorrow or else. Or else is maybe they were killed. Or burn Maybe down all the structures, or kill all the horses. Yeah. yeah, yeah, bad things would happen to them when they didn't do it. Yeah. So that was called Black Hand, and they, you know, they weren't known as really anything uh, yet, but that's how it originated. Yeah. 
uh, that it went on to modern day and now today from what I understand it's all white collar pretty much yeah there's no shaking down a Starbucks yeah really you go in there and go yeah you're gonna start buying all your milk for me well can you produce 30 billion gallons one day uh, forget it yeah, yeah. Here, here's what big business big business did to to uh, get out from under the thumb of the mafia and their protection rackets they invented lawyers yes <laughs> and then they started retaining lawyers so the the enforcer would come by and say, yeah, every week you've got to give us 10 grand or we're going to burn down your factory. And the lawyer would come out and say, all right, well, here, sign this form that you indemnify us for this and then the, how the fees won't go up and then it is to be paid in this tax shelter. And the, finally the wise guys are like, fuck it, I'm going somewhere else. It's yeah, too I'm much trouble. Find, you know what? All those fruit stands, I'm going to sell those fruit stands and buy a grocery store. <laughs> yeah. Then the wise guys come and they collect their money and then the lawyers are like, oh no, no, see this is now tax deferred and it's it's an, it's in the growth account and in 25 years you'll be able to draw in, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how well, they got rid of the the guy who came by for their protection money is just lawyered him to death. Yeah, yeah. and he's finally like, <laughs> I'm out, forget it. I'd rather go build something and get a, jo- a I'm job. I'm going legit, job. you fuckers are nuts. <laughs> oh. well, in, the movie, in the movie Goodfellas, uh, Ray Liotta's character had a good line. Oh God, he it, he played that so oh, well. That's such he? an awesome movie. It, it really opened. It really tells you a lot about the internal structure. He's of one of those people that crime. can say more by looking at you, yeah. not saying a word, uh, than saying any line. Kevin Bacon's got a face like that too. Yeah, Al Pacino. But he said in that movie, he said uh, it's what the cops never understood is that the organized crime, the mafia, they were like the cops for for people who couldn't go to the cops because they were criminals they were like the cops for wise guys yes and that was what the mafia was it was like a regulatory agency for their criminal empire whereas police and government is the regulatory agency it was kind of like this a guy down the road is doing little loan shark loans on the side Uh uh-huh you know he I don't know, his aunt died, maybe. I don't know, who knows what the story is. Maybe he got illegally somehow selling drugs. But he would have this little uh, uh, loan business and maybe he played craps in, in his uh, back room. So then the mafia would come there and they say, look, you're gonna continue to do this and we're gonna protect you. But yeah. you gotta give us our cut. Yep. And yeah, so it was like a regulatory committee on crime. And they're so like, the guy's like, who are you protecting me from? And they're like, us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, you know what? You see him? You yeah. see Billy the fucking, uh, <laughs> Billy the killer? I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Billy the hook. Yeah. Billy the nose. Yeah. <laughs> Mick the pick or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. See Mick the pick over there? I'm protecting you from him, but he's your friend. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> you know, he'll do anything I say. How much? 30% when you need your check? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So anyhow, okay, we're doing the inanimate ass paddling and we keep getting sidetracked there. Wow, that was like 20 minutes ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> okay, inflation, defunding the police, just going yeah. over, okay. Number three is allergies. Oh, yes. Allergies needs like 30 hours of ass paddling. Yes. And it goes to the Hall of Fame. And, you know, we're not talking about the mild little allergies like, you know, oh, I'm allergic to that food because my lip is tingling or something. We're talking about the, you know, snot running down your face and eyes swollen shut and you can't breathe. Fucking throat burning. That's just stupid. That's just like stupid allergies. So. 
Yeah, that definitely needs an ass pad. Oh, and super, uh, yeah, the super allergies that, remember yes. we talked about that before, super where allergies. they have a new form, super allergies. This because is a of super the allergen. Yeah. This isn't a normal allergy, look at it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, That's this is super a, allergy. Yes, yeah, so it's like the super credit score. Or the <laughs> super mouthwash. Or the... They got to give it some sort of a line to give it credibility yes. and a fear factor. Yes. Oh, yeah. Heaven oh, forbid you don't get scared to death. I noticed you coughing. You have super allergies. Oh, I must. That was a super cough. Yeah, it so was. So I'm going to be super dead unless I spend some super money on yeah, your super yeah. cure. <laughs> Maybe um, your cure will have an Experian boost. I found this out from a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I found this out from a doctor. Okay. Like, I think it's like six <laughs> cups of water equals uh -huh. a dose of Mucinex. Oh, wow. So it's basically the yeah. same thing? Yeah, she said, don't waste your money on Mucinex. Just drink, drink six a bunch cups of water. of water and you have the same thing. Wow. Isn't that interesting? That is. Shit, I drink water all day long. And you don't have something in your body that could do something later on that you don't know about. You know, yeah. like Zantac had, what was it, astronaut? No, no, spacecraft fuel or, or tanker fuel or <laughs> aircraft fuel. I think it was aircraft fuel. <laughs> they gave everybody cancer. Oh my God! Look it up. It was Zantac. I know there's there's like some yeah. big uh, class action lawsuit against Zantac. I mean, yeah. who knows what they put in it? But. Well, the, it was uh, airplane fuel, I think. It's probably just some toxic waste that somebody needed to get rid of. Yeah, it's like, hey, I got about 100 pounds of this. Let's just mix it in with some, I don't know, that shit. Hey, we're coming out with this new product, Zantac. Put it in there. Yeah. Those people are going to die anyway, so let's yeah. just put it in there and let it it's kill It's back here in this tanker. I got a little spigot here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I bet it's easier than putting Pepsi, you know, piss in a Pepsi can. Yeah. yeah. A lot of things easier than that. You ever driven around and noticed that the car in front of you, their exhaust just smells like, like boiled shit? Yeah. It's just all, well, it's because they got their gas somewhere and somebody had dumped some waste in that gas to get rid of it. Instead of paying to get rid of the waste, they just dump that shit in, a, in some oh, wow. gasoline gas tank, gas station's gas tank. I never knew that's what that let was. You, let you burn it through your car, yeah. I thought it was an additive or something that no. made it smell like that. No. Wow. It's like, you know, you know, Joe has, has, you know, 15 gas stations in Kansas City, and he contracts to get rid of, like, 1,500 gallons of this flammable, carcinous, toxic waste. So what does he do? He, he puts 100 gallons in each of his 15 gas stations, just dumps it into their you know, underground gas tank, stirs it around, and lets people pay for it to put it in their tank and drive off, drive off and burn it. So he got money to dispose of it, it's and then he smart, disposed really. of it by making us pay for it, and then we all breathe the carcinogen, carcinogen fumes. Well, it was like that story that I can't tell on the air when I was uh, oh, a yeah. member of city council that I, mm. yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, Shady shit. Shady shit. Anyhow. Yeah, that, that toxic waste in the gas station, that, that one's confirmed. There's a, an ex-mafia guy who wrote a book, and he said that's one of the things he did. I think he said it was in Philly when he did it, but uh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. If you lived in Philly in the 80s or 90s and wound up with with cancer, it's probably because of this douchebag and this toxic waste gas. Probably so. Yeah. But it's okay because he wrote a book and made a bunch of money off of it. So yeah, life is fair. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, Invisalign has padlets, inanimate objects. I'm, I'm trying desperately to get through this. This may be the whole show. Is it just could this. be. 
Number four, COVID-19. Yes. It would have registered a little higher, but we're so COVIDed out, I don't even feel right even mentioning it in ASPAD land. It's kind of like, fuck you, we don't even want to get out of here and stay gone. Yeah, yeah, let's you know? let's put it in the Hall of Fame just so we can get past it. Yeah, put yeah. Put it behind us. Yeah, so with nothing, just, yeah, just, it's in the corner. Yes. You know, um, the, the cornfield, you know what I'm referring to? The Twilight Zone. Oh, yes. Remember the little boy that banished people to the cornfield? Yes. The cornfield. That's yes. where COVID-19 COVID is. COVID need, needs to go to the cornfield. That little Ron Howard or... No, it wasn't yeah, Ron it was, Howard. It was, it was Bill Mummy. It was Bill Mummy, yeah. From Lost in Space. Lost in yeah. Space, yeah. The kid from Lost in Space. Yes. Yeah, he was He was the, the terrible monster in the and, village. <laughs> yeah, and that guy gets drunk and starts, we're, we're all fucking prisoners of you. And then he's like, you're bad. You're going to the cornfield. And I mean, I'm just like struck in terror, going, "Oh my God!" A little kid could banish someone to the cornfield. That one, the one guy, he turned him into a jack in the box, and yeah. then his dad had to run over and beg him to send him to the cornfield so nobody would have to look at him anymore. I forgot about that. That's right. <laughs> send him to the cornfield, son. Please send him to the cornfield. <laughs> and everybody's kissing this little boy's ass. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, that's what life in a cult must be like is the cult leader is that little kid who's got your fate and your life and everything about you totally in his or her control. Oh yeah. And if you don't if you don't toe the line and do exactly what you're expected to do enthusiastically. I, I don't then, understand the ones like Jim Jones. That guy was so fried out on drugs. Oh he was. I was it by the time he got that bad, the people were already in Guyana and they couldn't leave. Well, it was it was kinda like, you know, Putting the frog in a pot of cold water and slowly turning up the heat. By the time it the frog notices out, it's, it's yeah. By the time it notices the water's hot, the frog's already cooked. So Jimmy Jones started out as a preacher who specifically looked for his flock among the disenfranchised, the downtrodden, the discriminated against, the hated. He would go to inner cities, the poor areas, the the um, the minority populated areas and he would come at them with you know acceptance love yeah everything. you're always welcome here we yeah. love you which in itself is a wonderful thing because a lot of his speeches was your family don't understand yeah your best friend doesn't understand uh-huh. out there in the real world you know it's, it's tough and it's, and but in this you. church you're loved and you're accepted yeah. but I don't know if it was a, always his plan but there was a point where I think it turned, it's like anything they slowly turn yeah. into this. Yeah, it's it's power corrupting. And then they start getting on drugs, you mm-hmm. know, and they start doing things. That, it, yeah, it's typical corruption. I think one of the first things he did was start telling all of his followers that they had to turn over all their possessions and money to the church. Yes. And that's not uncommon with a number of these the, they don't have to be cults necessarily, but like a his type of church was always broke because they were always giving money out, you know, for food, for clothing, to help people. Mm-hmm. So he was saying, you know, give us all you have, we'll take care of you, but we'll use it to take care of other people too. But then the money really started rolling in. And I think that's when the light maybe dawned. You know, it was already a flickering light, but it dawned it's like, oh my God, I can make a lot of money because these people will do whatever I'm I tell them I'm also wondering if the people around him saw this money flying in and maybe helped get him on drugs. 
that's that's not un, that's not uh, an unrealistic thought. I, I I was thinking that you know I know there were lots and lots of sexual abuse went on inside yes. Jim Jones's church. I'm seeing church not you know when I say Jim Jones's church, it's got excellent. Uh, quotation of, marks around it. It looks to me like from what I've read and then a couple of movies that came out about him, he viewed sex as dominance. Yeah. So he didn't care what he did. And he didn't care who he was having sex with. Yeah, Men, just, women, old, young, whoever. Yeah, it was he was way just dominance. Dominating them. And, yeah. uh, and then maybe the drugs came in after that as the way to control people and then a way for him to and then he got caught up in have it to just, think about the things he'd been doing. Or, I don't know. Let's face it, he was already mentally ill and the drugs didn't help. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And how, how would you like to have been there when the senators come in there? Oh. It's like, oh, good, we're going to be saved, man. <laughs> then they kill him. Yeah. They oh, follow fuck. him back to the airstrip and shoot him dead. Yeah. A United States senator. About that time is when you realize you fucked up. Yeah, yeah. That's at least that's something Scientology has never done openly. Was shoot a sitting United States senator and kill him. <laughs> but Jimmy Jones is like, yeah. He's like, just kill the fucker. Yeah. By that time, they already had it mapped out. Anyhow, they already bought all the flavor aid, and yeah. it was flavor aid. It, it was not Kool Aid. Yeah. But yeah, you still get the drink the Kool-Aid deal. Which is a horrible thing to say, you know, because it's, it's making a joke out of a mass murder and mass suicide, and that's just tacky. I don't use that expression about about Kool-Aid. But, yeah, I think once the, once the senator was shot, uh, it was on. It was just like, all right, everybody, let's, you know, start distributing cyanide and it was days before they found them all laying there in the jungle heat. Yeah, God, yeah. The, the cleanup guys, God, I bet you they had liquid ass they had to smell. Oh. I bet you they had to train. With that like, might be where they invented liquid ass. It could have been. Yeah. All I know is that stuff back when I used it was a stink bomb, and that stuff would, I I mean, you want to vomit when you're near it. Oh, yeah. I think we used to fucking throw them in theaters oh. and take off to the next show. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, you know, I deserve an, an invisible ass paddling just for having a party. Probably yeah. so. There's some things I deserve an ass paddling for. Of course, I got a lot of ass paddling. Same here. You know what? <laughs> I got my share. Damn yeah, it. I got ass paddlings for things I didn't do, so yeah. it kind of works out. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I was uh, going by the uh, where they uh, round up or whatever. They kind of like mm -hmm. reject how many ass paddlings you need. So they gave me a whole bunch when I was young. Yeah. Knowing I was going to be a complete fuck up. Just going to put them on account here. Yeah, it's like, look, this guy, <laughs> go ahead and give him like 600 more. I guarantee you he's going to fuck up. Look yeah. at him. Look, the guy can't keep his tongue in. He's fucked. <laughs> so, anyhow, all right, let's go back to the uh, invisible ass paddlings. <laughs> Number five, all of Anthony Fauci's speeches. Oh, okay. Every fucking one of them getting ass paddling, and him too. Who anointed that guy the the god of COVID? I've, I've always wondered that because how come Trump didn't get rid of him? He didn't like him. How come uh, Obama didn't get rid of him? Because he went against Obama and went and started doing that gain of function overseas. How come How come Obama didn't go, you know what, you little fuck? I, I outlawed it here and now you're going over there and doing it with our scientists. Somebody was protecting that guy. Yeah. yeah, something. There's so, something really crooked going yeah. on there. Or it's or it's part of a long 
game that we haven't you know, seen the end of and yet. And Trump talked so much shit about the guy, but left him there. Yeah. And so that makes me think that was just for show. Probably. It's like Trump knew this guy's I'm gonna go this out guy's and shake gonna my stay. Fist and this guy's you know somebody somebody needs this guy to be they here need doing that this and saying they this. need people like me to want to give him an invisible ass paddling. Yeah. But his speech is more than anything. His speeches deserve an ass paddling really bad. And then he, and while he's there. Yeah, so. Yeah, and then when you're ass paddling him, you can see what color butt plug he has in for that day. Whether it's, you know, I hear he likes flesh tone. Yeah, it's signed by the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> if it's the Illuminati's butt plug, it probably glows in the dark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it illuminates everything. It has, it has special writing on there that only the other Illuminati can read. <laughs> Yeah, I have got to get a hold of Brandon, our deep state expert, and have him come back on. Because yeah. my plan is, I want him to go start, middle, like where we're at right now. Hopefully middle, I don't know. Finish. I want why it started, how it started. I want to know where we are present day. And, you, you know, you hit the high notes all the way to present yeah. day. And then I want the end game of what it's going to be. Of why it is. I'm kind of imagining it probably started as one thing, but it developed into something else when I they have, discovered, uh, hey, this organization would be really good for this. Let's go this direction. I have three people that read up on the Illuminati and the deep state, and they say that they think the theory that it was Christ's family, that he had a secret family, a wife and kids, and all of these special people the illuminati are descendants of that yeah have you ever seen the movie constantine with keanu reeves yeah a long time ago i believe i, I think it's based on a, on a graphic novel but one of the ideas okay this is a spoiler for the movie if you haven't seen the movie then oh, fuck know, is uh the next minute's gonna be by the way ruth dies ruth <laughs> dies <laughs> Ruth, what, Dr. Ruth Westheimer? Yes, her Aww, too. Oh, <laughs> okay. It was so funny to hear that little Ruth woman say. Ruth gets shot by Navarro's sister. In her tiny, quavering voice. You take the man's penis and you put it in your mouth. <laughs> that woman talked like she should have been a, a South Park character. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, could not have, I could not imagine her performing anything she talked about. Uh, Anyhow, okay, go supposedly ahead. Supposedly she was about. a sniper in World War II. You know, women make better snipers than men. That's that's pretty much determined. Oh, but I think she was a sniper for the Israelis. <laughs> I, I think Hillies, I read or that. maybe one of the like, one man, of the Israeli wars probably in the sixties, not World War Two, but yeah. like yeah. during the nineteen sixty seven war or whatever. Yeah. You see her fucking smoking <laughs> cigarettes sitting around with a yeah. rifle. I'm going to shoot him no. with the left testicle. I'm going to kill that son of a bitch. I'm going to shoot him right through the head, and then I'm going to knock off his balls with the next shot. Okay, you were on to I a saying? point. I can't okay. remember now. <laughs> See, we get thought in this organization. We go scampering off everywhere. So, anyway, we're talking about Constantine. Oh, yeah, yeah, that um, was it. That was it. Yeah, so here's the spoiler. In the movie Constantine, um... The Antichrist is trying to come back, um, but they're not allowed to cross over. It's just, it's not possible, it doesn't happen, they can't do it. But the loophole, and there's always a loophole, the loophole is that the son of the enemy, you know, the Antichrist, will be brought forth through the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And 
what they figured out was is what they're talking about is the blood descendants of Jesus. One of the blood descendants of Jesus will get impregnated with the Antichrist. So if Jesus never had any children, then the Antichrist can't cross over. If Jesus had children but they were all tracked down and murdered, then the Antichrist can't cross over. That's interesting. So the Antichrist and the devil worshippers and all those evil people, they have a vested interest in keeping the bloodline of Jesus viable and alive because they need to use one of those descendants for their means. Mm -hmm. And then they also brought up the point that Jesus did not die from the crucifixion. He was killed by a soldier's spear, the spear of destiny. And you know, the, the soldier you know, stuck the spear into, into Christ to, I don't know, to see if he was still alive or to mercifully kill him or something. But, and then the blood of, of Christ is, is on that sword point. And I think the Vatican has that. Somebody has that spear of destiny, spear point but it supposedly has the blood and DNA of Christ on it. So another point in the movie was I that remember, spear. I remember that now. You yeah. just described it enough to where I remember it. Yeah. And then that spear would be what was used to kill the uh, um, either the mother or the unborn Antichrist before he can emerge. But in doing so, that would redeem it, that would redeem the Antichrist. Yes. Then he can cross over and he's gotten God's forgiveness and he can show up and do whatever the fuck he wants. Mm -hmm. That was kind of the thing. I, I'm, I'm sure I'm misstating it in some ways, but that's kind of the, the thing I got from it was that the, uh, the enemy's side was using uh, the descendants of Christ in order to further their ends of bringing the Antichrist about. So if the Illuminati really is the direct descendants of Jesus, well, they have to know. continually just, protect themselves. That's like three the people out of all these people that know something about it or uh -huh. read something about it. And all of it, let's face it, it's speculation. It is. I mean, some of it is probably closer to being true than others. But and I imagine a lot of the stuff that we think is, you know, no way can that be true. I'm sure a lot of that I'm really sure a lot is. Of that is true. Because we've been conditioned to disregard it. If, if, the, if the truth leaks out, one way to contain it is you can either deny it or you can discredit it. Think of all the stuff that you used to thought was bullshit, and then you find out, what, that's true? Mm -hmm. And then you're like just scratching your head going, I can't believe that went on. Like all the decades, the government said there's no such thing as UFOs. It's yeah, all weather it's balloons all, yeah. and light reflected off Venus into swamp gas yeah. and stupid yep. shit. And now they finally come out and say, oh, well, yeah, it, it, uh, it is all real. We have no idea what these things are flying around. We just made shit up you to, know, make, to quiet you down. Have you, you heard down. the theory that really makes a lot of sense? That's us in the future. I've heard that's that. Why they, that's why they don't bother us. They're like, oh. Don't get near those idiots. Yeah. They're going to do something stupid. Look at look at what they done back then. Yeah. Leave them alone. I've also heard a theory that the aliens didn't show up really in force until after a couple of uh, nuclear devices were detonated on Earth at the end of World War II, and that got the universe's attention. It's like, oh, hey, we, those we Neanderthals came up with something. We Let's recognize that radiation signature coming from that. Little I imagine planet. a little kazoo flying in on Earth. Yeah. It's hey, like the premise, the premise behind Star Trek is when a civilization achieves 
faster than light travel, then the Federation goes and makes first contact, say, okay, you're about to run into a whole great big populated galaxy out there, so let me help you and ease the transition. Yeah. So maybe that's the kind of thing that when humans detonated a couple of atomic bombs over Japan, the aliens who've been, you know, listening just through a listening post said, oh, okay, we got to show up there and Shit's check getting these people real. out because now they've discovered how to destroy their own their entire planet at once. Well, evidently, they don't have a need for us for our land or our food supply or us. Yeah. Because if not, they'd already been down here. Yeah. You know. And, and seriously, the, like, like in Independence Day, the premise behind that was the invaders are coming here for raw materials. It's like a swarm of locusts. Yeah. They don't need to come after populated worlds for that. There's a ton of unpopulated worlds that are just yeah. full of natural resources. It's just, why go out of their way and come over here where they have to fight us? Yeah, well, there's, and, there's plenty of other places like, to just go pick up that shit for free. I kind of view it like this, and it could be completely wrong or it could be spot on, is this right here. You know how we view uh, Ant Hill? Yeah. We walk by it, but we have no desire to even look at it. Exactly. Yeah, that's us, the anthill. They're just kind of like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's that one. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy was talking about that. Yeah, I remember that, that planet. Yeah. Then okay. they won't worry about us until we start crawling around inside their house or bite yeah, one of yeah, them on the toe. They'll, then they'll fumigate it and yeah. we'll be dead ants. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's another thing. People, you know, for a long time it was, you know, oh, aliens are going to be the enemy and they're, you know, they're going to dominate and, and then for a while it was it was all the movies painted them like that yeah it was we Cold had no War knowledge movies. of anything yeah it was just an alle uh, uh, allegory for you know, capitalism versus communism yeah but uh, then they went through a big section especially with the star trek and the star wars where you know oh the aliens are friendly and everyone's basically good they're just a few bad apples here and there but then yeah. it came around full circle again it's like okay, you listen outside at night, you'll hear birds chirping in the trees and shit, but then when an owl comes or a hawk, they all shut up. That's true. The earth is standing here, we're, we're singing our heads off, and we have no idea of the predators that are out there listening to us. But we're That's here true. broadcasting all of our radio, all of our TV, all of our satellite signals, they're all, they're all flying out there willy-nilly into space, because... You know, when the satellite's up there aiming its 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 broadcast back to the Earth, it's not aiming it directly at your satellite dish. It's bathing the whole Earth in the signal. That's true. And it's up to you to point your dish at it. So all of us are constantly being irradiated by every satellite signal, every radio signal, every TV broadcast signal, all the cell phone signals. Those are all bathing us constantly because they're not aimed at our devices. They're just spread everywhere. They're just blasted out everywhere. And, yeah. all, and a lot of that escapes the planet and goes off into space. And if there are people out there listening, they're judging us by what they're hearing and seeing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's why they're not getting near it. Yeah. They're like, listen to this. Look at this fucking zoo. Yeah. Well, anyhow, okay. I got to finish <laughs> off this uh, inanimate objects as family. <laughs> Number six is kale. Oh, yes. Kale needs an ass paddling, and anybody that likes it needs an ass paddling. Anybody who says they like kale is just, just pretending. They're a liar. Yeah. They're trying to look cool. It's like saying you believe in, like, Santa Claus or, you know, <laughs> the president. <laughs> That's not real. They don't really exist. It's not the thing. You know, it's just... 
Yeah. I've never seen a president up up close, alive, and in person. To me, they're just an image on the TV, and as far as I know, they're all actors. Yeah. I, well, I think they are. Yeah. Pretty much. But yeah, kale. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know kale. what we need to do? Lubricate with coconut oil first, so that ass paddling really stinks. Oh, that's a great idea. Because coconut oil is awful shit, too. Yeah. Yeah. And should we, like, throw some salt and pepper on it just because it needs flavor before rock we Rock salt. Rock, rock salt. salt. Yes. Okay, rock salt. Rock salt. So there, kale, um, number you, seven. Kale. Number seven, <laughs> yeah, fuck you, kale. You know, kale was so shitty that I don't even want to spend that much time on it. Oh, and just the fact that it was so heavily promoted and pushed. I mean, when something is pushed and promoted that much, no, it, it tells me that it just it really sucks, and they're trying to convince you really hard because they're trying to get their money back out of something. Yes, people put a lot of money into it, and they know this, so they like have all of the media push it. You know, Kale's so good for you, you need to order it. It tastes great. Bullshit. It's like the asshole that spent his life savings buying a warehouse full of fidget spinners, and now he has <laughs> no clue what to do with them. So it becomes the rage. Yep, yeah. that's what Kale is. It's the, it's the fidget spinner. Yep. People are going to realize this is stupid. <laughs> you watch in 10 years, there won't be kale. It'll be something else. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, they'll rename it as, you know, Wonder Lettuce or some shit. Wonder like Lettuce. <laughs> I would actually replay, um, I would actually respect something called Wonder Lettuce a yeah. whole lot better than kale. It's even a dickhead name. I know. If you know anyone named kale, they're a dickhead. They're yeah. a snotty fucking dickhead. I heard that J.J. Kale was even going to change his name. He should have. Yeah. Because right now he's a dickhead because his last name's Kale. At least, know? at least his last name starts with a C instead of a K. But yeah, but when you hear it, you still yeah. hear that god awful word. Yeah. So I think he's going to change his name to JJ Brussels Sprouts. I think that's a be- I yeah. think that's a great idea. I think it is too. Brussels Sprouts are respectable. Yeah. 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 They've they've earned their stripes. They've been yeah they've been around a long time. Yeah. You know, I won't even. You see them on the food group. <laughs> yeah. Every now and then you see them as the poster child on the food group. Yep. So they made it. Little, you know, they might have a little asparagus, a little Brussels sprout. Yeah. You know, kids in school are like looking at the food groups going, <laughs> what's that little ball? Oh, that's a Brussels sprout. Yes. You'll find those, you'll, you'll know more about them when you're 80. But right now, don't worry about it. It doesn't affect your life. <laughs> Just thank your stucky, lucky stars that that isn't kale. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, kale is an evil creature. I think Mr. Creepy needs to come up with something about kale. Yeah. And anyone that eats it. Yeah. 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 You know, if you eat kale, I think you're just kind of creepy anyway. Cause, oh, yeah. Well, speaking yeah. of Mr. Creepy, he's taking a little time off. He's going to take a few episodes off. And I don't know, you know, I don't know. I've heard some rumors that he might be somewhere he can't get out. Yeah. Or at least he can't untie himself. Yeah, something. Yeah. But Mr. Creepy, he'll be back. He'll be back. But right now, he's taking a little time off. And also, he hates us <laughs> because that sack of dildos we gave him. Someone dipped him in acetone, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well. Uh, and most of the batteries were dead, so he's going to have to oh, buy that a shit really ton of batteries. He had to, he had to go half-naked to 7-Eleven and buy yeah. a bunch of high-priced batteries. He yeah. was so pissed off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There again, I'm sure it's just all for an art project, and that's, that's of course, yeah, of course, it's going to be some moving kinetic art sculpture, and we'll probably be out in front of but Hallmark hey, next week. Hey, or relax, you'll get elaborate pranks and all different kinds of stupid shit in place of it. Yes, like this, this ass pattern, stupid shit. <laughs> so, okay, the number seven is the term bay. 
oh, before all absolutely. else. Anybody that even thinks about speaking that in that term itself, mm -hmm. all should be ass paddled, electrified, yep. kicked in the face, curb stomped. You know, I think it's funny is is the, the word B-A-E, there's, there's like a Scandinavian language where that means shit. <laughs> that's what it is. It, that's bah. that's what it means. In, oh, just start with me and It's like you're you think you're calling your your significant other some cute trendy name. You're calling him shit. <laughs> hey, where's bath? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that right there, I think uh, bay or B A E or whatever, that deserves. Should that get the Hall of Fame just rapid? It's, I'm sure it's on its way into the Hall of Fame. But okay, we'll leave it alone for right yeah. now, but we're going to have to look at that very carefully. One thing that's disturbing is people are starting to refer to themselves as Bay. Oh, that oh. That's when you know it's really gone oh, too far. That's, and, and, that person needs to be put to death immediately. Yeah. We're, we're talking, you know, rap bing pong paddle in barbed wire ass paddling. Yes. If you start referring to yourself as Bay, if, if you, you hear call yourself, anyone saying that, yes, grab if, them. If you call them in yourself the trunk. an influencer, yeah, you need the baseball bat wrapped in in uh, barbed wire. That kind yes. of paddling. Yeah, influencers. Yeah. Oh. So in, influencer is another another word for parasite because that's really our they produce nothing, and all they do is take. Influencers are parasites. Yes. And uh, speaking of influencers, I'm not an influencer, but I do no. have an Instagram. And next week, we we talked about this on the last um, podcast, was um, I'm going to be on a cruise ship next week for uh, the next episode, and I'm just going to call in through the internet. We'll do and, a remote? Yeah, we're going to do a remote. And I will put pictures up on my Insta Instagram. It is Mark4250. This is not a gag. That really <laughs> is my Instagram. And not at Excite, not at Lycos, not at Mindspring, <laughs> but this really is my Instagram, Mark4250. And I will have pictures up of the boat and hopefully some live shots while I'm doing this, while I'm doing yeah. the uh, remote calling. That'd be coolness. Yep. So, um, let's see. Number, number eight would be Joe Biden's teleprompter. Oh, there we go. Yeah. He doesn't ever use it anyhow. He just goes, ah, 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 ah. And he puts his head down like a sad dog. And then the media comes over and hugs him. Yeah. Come here, Joe. I love you. I love you, Joe. Sure, he's got a little, a little uh, speaker in his ear that's telling him, you know, okay, Mr. President, you need to look at the teleprompter. Okay, you need to read the words that are actually on the teleprompter. Okay, quit scratching that part of your body, Mr. President. Please do not scratch that portion of your body on camera. He's got that thing in his ear telling him all this shit while he's, you know, while he's speaking to us. Cause I don't think there's been a, a president in at least a hundred years that has had any kind of autonomy in the White House. They're all managed and handled and steered and directed by um, enormous forces that are already in place before whoever it is gets elected and sworn in. Yeah. Hang on. Um, I'm going to do a little shout out here because my buddy at work, Jake, um, he is, uh, had some things going on and he's at work and he's texting me and I just told him, hey, I'm doing a podcast and I'm giving you a shout out. Hey, Jake, 
we miss you at work. We hope you get back soon. And anyhow, hope you're doing well. And and anyhow, he's a good guy. And we all really, we all love him. He's a great guy. Godspeed, Jake. Yep. Yeah. So, um, anyhow, uh, let's see. Go back to this. Number nine, man bun. Ah, uh, yes. A ponytail is fine. Because a ponytail means, you know, it's just, hey, you need to get the hair out of the way. A, a ponytail means it's eventually going to come off and you're going to be cool again. Yeah. A man bun shows, like, just way too much thought and effort and prep time. And you bought little, you know, condiments for your hair. And you checked it six times in the mirror to make sure it was centered. And, yeah. Yeah. If you have a man bun, that's pretty much your personality. Your personality is man bun. So, ass paddling. Just, yeah, just, definitely. Just, if you got a man bun, just just bend over, walk around bent over the whole time because you just well, you should be expecting one, ass paddlings left and right. You pretty much gave up your alpha male status forever with a man bun. There's yeah. no way you could ever be an alpha male. No, no. Uh, as a matter of fact, most males that wear a man bun, I refer to as she anyhow. Sheep or she, either both, way. Both yeah. will work. Yeah. And it's it's definitely the the ultra passive thing to do. You know, it's, it's funny, when a woman puts her hair up in a bun, that's supposed to mean, okay, she's getting busy, getting down to work. Yeah, she's, she's scrubbing the floors. Yeah, she's yeah. all business, you know, she's ready to kick ass and take names, but when a man it's like puts... like the Bon Ami chick with yeah. the muscle. Yeah. When you put your... When a man puts his hair in a man bun, he's basically saying he has no use for his penis anymore. Yes, he's like, here, have this, I don't need it. Yep. Oh, it's just, it's, it's so cumbersome and dangly. Yes. Well, no, no. No, anyone with a man bun, it wouldn't be cumbersome. It's so tiny and squatty. Right, right. Like just kind of gets in the way like an, like an ingrown hair. Pinky balloon. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of like lies there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mr. Man Bun, he basically says, tell me what to think because I've given up. You know, Justin, the fake liberal, he wears a man bun. He does. Yeah. He loves his man bun. Oh, he also wears Speedos, too. Ew. Yeah. Looks like two marbles and a thimble. <laughs> It's twig and berries. Oh, yeah. How'd you get the twig above the berries, son? Yes. <laughs> God, that was such a good movie. Yeah. Justin, Justin the fake liberal, will stop at the intersection to hand a $20 bill to the guy, the scammer who's panhandling. Yeah. But he'll drive he'll past... He'll cry, too. Yes, but he'll drive past someone who's in actual need because it's inconvenient for him to actually stop and get out and do something. He'll get out and he'll give that guy there and he'll cry and go, I'm so sorry I put you in this predicament with capitalism. <laughs> I should not do capitalism. It's bad. I'm so sorry. Justin the fake liberal thinks he needs to hate himself for being white. Yes. Well, I think because he hates himself, what he ought to do to prove it is he needs to get a hot clothes iron and hit himself right in the face with it several times. I think that's that fair. That is how you will prove that you really do hate yourself yeah. and you're not just saying this to look concerned. Just, oh, Justin the fake liberal will also tell everyone that he's a Christian and that he loves his fellow man and then he will drive his electric car to his mega church Yes. and while that random unrecognized person is up at the front speaking who knows what Justin the fake liberal is back there, you know, catching up with his buds on what's been going on and networking with some people and Sending news making other sure guys. that he's, yeah. you know, being seen and making sure his, you know, $1,200 suit looks good in his mega church. And then he goes home feeling like he's, you know, actually been in touch with God. Yes. That's Justin the fake liberal. He's all, Justin the fake liberal is also a fake Christian. 
Yes. Oh, he spake everything. Yeah. I mean, that's... He's missing. So, okay, so we got man buns. And number 10 would be day traders and oil speculators. Oh, All of yes. them. All of them. Ask Badlin. Think about speculators. They produce yeah. nothing. Yes. They do absolutely Parasites. no good for anybody except themselves. Their their reason to exist is to jump into what could be a good situation and drain money out of it mm-hmm. for themselves. To fuck it up. Yep. Fuck it up and take the cash and run. Yep. So if you're setting up like a good business or you've got some sort of good partnership or distribution going, speculator's going to come in and he's going to suck all the money out of it by risking a small amount and then he's going to disappear and all the work that everyone has put into it will be for nothing. Yeah. That's 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 the equivalent of having like hatching an egg, raising the chicken up to the point where it's ready to be a productive chicken either for you know making more eggs or whatever and then somebody comes in and kills it and takes a couple of feathers. Yeah. That's what speculators and day traders do. That's a pretty do. good analogy right yeah. there. That's what they do. They, they really need a don't few feathers, so they kill the entire chicken that yeah. you just spent a year or six months or whatever raising and you've invested in. They come in, it's like, oh, yeah, let me shit all over your hard work. Yeah. That, yeah. They need ass paddlings. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely an ass paddling. And so that is my, uh, my top ones, my top ten of inanimate object edition of ass paddlings probably the next one we do will probably be regular people because there's so many oh yes Uh, but i did i just got really irritated with certain things but they weren't necessarily a person so i was like you know let's paddle their ass too there's some people that i was i've been pretty discouraged and half unhappy with lately um the Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins died not too long back. Oh yeah, yep. And everybody knew him and was his best friend, evidently. Yeah, apparently, absolutely everybody knew him. Absolutely everybody had great stories about him. And they him. just hung out with him the other uh-huh. day. Uh-huh. Yeah, and just by coincidence, all these people happen to put you know all that on social media so they can capitalize on this man's death. Yes. What a sick bunch of bastards! It's like all oh, of them did not died. spend the other day with friend. him. I was. I knew all about him. I'm gonna do a tribute to him. It's like fuck I'm you. Surprised there wasn't photo ops at the funeral. Oh no, kidding. Let's like pose. someone standing next to the body. Eee. Yeah, really. Or or one of those ones where they're overacting, crying. Mm-hmm. They fall to the ground. Yeah. Why'd you do this? Why'd you leave me? I loved you so much. I yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if if Mariah Carey and MC Hammer came out with some Taylor Hawkins tribute just because you can make money off of it now. Yeah, we used to hang out. I yeah, I love the guy. Oh, me and him. Yeah. Oh, we go way back. All way of a, back. All of a sudden, people who never gave a shit about him are saying, oh, here's my tribute oh, we to him. We loved him. We loved him. Yeah. I'm going to exploit his death and, for my own personal In all the game. different genres of music, you're pretty sure he had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's all, you know. It's all pile on the corpse and let's yeah. let's ride the corpse there, of Taylor I'll Hawkins like as this. long as we can. There's no way that guy could have spent the other day with all those people that say that. Yeah, no he way. Wouldn't, have, wouldn't have had a single moment to actually play his drums. If no one, no wonder he took drugs and killed himself. <laughs> people wouldn't leave him the fuck alone. Really? He's like, my God, I can't get a minute. I'm going to fucking check out just so I can get some rest. Everybody yeah. constantly calling me wanting to hang out because 
well, I'm the coolest guy ever. Yeah. But that's that's the phenomenon of a celebrity dying is all of a sudden they're forgiven for everything bad they've ever done. Yes. No one was supposed to talk about how Taylor Hawkins' life of alcohol and, and heroin abuse, cocaine abuse, yeah. killed him. He mm-hmm. killed himself by yeah, using those drugs constantly, nonstop. But I saw a number of times where people actually posted that and the, the idiot fans, Oh, stop saying that. That's so mean. No, it isn't. No, it's, it's the, the truth. truth. Yeah, if you think the truth is mean, then you're a coward. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I, you know what? I can't say it any better than that. Yeah. That's, it's so true. That was another saying. It's like the people who tell you comforting lies don't love you. They hate you. No. The people it's like who the tell yes you men. the harsh, uncomfortable truth, uh-huh. they love you. Yeah. But if you're willing to believe those comforting lies, then you hate yourself. I agree. Yep. Like the yes men destroy you. Yep. Look what they did to Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. Nobody anywhere around Michael Jackson would tell him no for anything. No more propofol or whatever the uh, fuck they call it. I, I want to get some propofol, and, and then I want to butt fuck a 10-year-old. Uh, okay, I Michael, touch, we'll go I, get one for you. I want to feel better about touching little weenies. Yeah. 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 I mean, poor Michael Jackson. I'm sure he wasn't born a pedophile. He was turned into one. I believe so, too. I believe by so. his father, his father, by the way he was, brutal. by his managers. I mean, he was the child star. You know people raped the fuck out of Michael Jackson on his way up, literally and figuratively. Yes. His ass, his ass got pounded. He had to service so many people. And it's his just like, bank account cute little got black pounded. kid. Yeah. We're going to fuck the hell out of him while we're managing his career mm-hmm. you know, in every way possible. Yeah, so, monetarily still, and figuratively and literally. So, I mean, that he was... Unquestionably, musical genius. Unquestionably, oh God. enormously He's one of the best creative. ever. Best ever in dancing and music. I mean, it's a so guy, a guy mean, that talented does not come along no. very often. I mean, uh, one thing to think about Michael Jackson, he not only could do all that stuff, he came up with that stuff, too. Yes, that's and true. And that's a whole separate, you know. Oh, it's yeah, like, the twirl, the moonwalk, all oh, that yeah. stuff is just so creative. I mean, I can, I can play some pretty complex crap on the drums, but as far as coming up with it myself, I'm not so good at that. I'm good. I'm good at imitating. I'm good mm-hmm. at, at you know taking what's already been done and expanding on it. But I I have yet to find that creative spark in me where I can come up with something mind blowing like the drum intro to Billion Dollar Babies, which is super that awesome. That thing is great. Yeah, it's uh, all about that drum intro. You know, what I'm really good at mine. <laughs> I got that down. <laughs> Try to make a dime on that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, actually, I can't but, shut up long enough to be a mime. Yeah. But I was, I was I was thinking about Michael Jackson. You know, he still had a choice whether or not to do the things he allegedly did. Well, in my opinion, and been I know they're fucked up from it, but yeah. But, you know, it, it's not as if he had an even chance going in. Like somebody with a, with a terrific upbringing and a great you know, everything, you know, to suddenly out of the blue decide to start robbing banks, that's kind of weird. But if someone is brought up inside a criminal family where everything is stolen and everyone's out for everything they get, then you're not all that surprised if they start robbing banks, even though it's still wrong and they should have chosen something else. I think it's something like that with, with the late Michael Jackson is that 
he was he was forced into this lifestyle and this role because so many people were making bank off of it and they weren't going to let anything stop them from exploiting that kid as much as they possibly could yeah and he was property to a lot of people oh yeah there's no doubt about that and they treated him like property they did whatever they felt like they could get away with with him and he survived he made it through that and it really scarred him but my god he kept putting out the music and the creativity and uh, oh it was imagine what michael jackson could have accomplished if he'd had a decent childhood and upbringing you know, the creativity and the musicality is still there, yeah. but he'd still be alive producing just amazing music. But the short-sighted people who are like, we're going to make a million bucks off this right. album in the next three months. I never thought of it That's like that. That's all I care about. If they didn't do all that to him, he'd be a healthy person yeah. making fantastic music. No telling where he could have went with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh. Amazing hey, uh, stuff. ever tell you about my phone booth prank? Oh, I want to hear about a phone booth prank. Okay. Well, the other day, you know, we're talking about the, the other phone booth prank where that White House uh, behind Quick Trip there probably got in a lot of fights because of me. Yeah. Well, I was mentioning how the uh, old phone booths, some of them, they'd have like a partition in between them, but it'd be in a half circle and there'd be three separate phones. Oh, yeah, like a little bank of phones. Yeah, a little bank of phones. There's usually three of them and they're in a half circle, and there's a partition to where you can't really see the other person, but you can hear them plain as day, because they're yeah. just right there. It's supposed to be like a sound damping partition, but it doesn't work. No, it didn't. It was just something to make you feel better, because yeah. you didn't have to say something personal and look the other person in the eye. Yeah, you it didn't do a thing to block your voice, but it just yeah. it helped you avoid eye contact, which is the only thing that made you feel better. Yeah, but I mean, you could, I, yeah, it just made you feel better, because if you said something like, Oh, you want me to get you your Tampax? You could, like, kind of duck your head and maybe not see yeah. the other guy. So, Well, I got this idea when I was on the phone, and I overheard a guy apologizing for sleeping with his girlfriend's mom. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my you know, God. I, I thought the guy was fucking playing me. I thought yeah. he was ribbing me. I'm just like, you know, <laughs> okay, I get it. I'm over here talking, and you're saying this shit, and I hear it. Lord. I look over there, and he's, like, sweating and has this look on his face and he's really trying to convince this girl, man, you know, we were drunk, it meant nothing, I'm so sorry, man, please take me back. <laughs> you know, and I, I don't think he had a phone, I think he probably lived back there in Belvedere and that's why he was out there on a pay phone because back then, you know, I'm talking about the late 80s, not everybody even had, had a home phone. Yeah, There yeah. were people that were uh, not that well off that didn't have home phones. They yeah. couldn't afford them. They were really expensive, actually. Home phone was like, what, 100 bucks a month? Yeah, basically. it was really expensive. Not everybody had one. And then every long-distance phone call was extra. Yes, oh, a lot extra. Yeah, what a concept. You I remember calling KY102. Because the call went farther. Fucking, the, <laughs> the, phone, the phone bill would come in. I'm trying to hear a song. Little did I know that they didn't play anything and anyone called in. Yeah. Me being a stupid little dumb shit, I'd call, hey, I want her back in black. Or whatever, you yep. know, uh, pyromania or something. Yeah. And you know, the guy's wiping his ass with my phone call, you know. <laughs> and, you know, mom and dad get the bill. The fuck is this extra $30? Ah. <laughs> so I had to mow a lot of lawns. They didn't even play my song for that 30 bucks either. <laughs> so, you know, I, I look over. I look around the partition, and I see the guy is like, 
really laboring and like really like he's really trying to get his girlfriend back. Yeah. And he's I don't know if he was really sorry or not, but he sure as fuck looked sorry. He sounded sorry. I was getting ready to take him back. It's okay. I still love you. I forgive you. She's a whore. She's a filthy whore. She used her vagina to put the plex on you and you you, you fell for it. You're just a man. You can't help it. Here, have a soda. I'm gonna massage your ass cheeks. <laughs> so anyhow, so I hear this guy beg for mercy and all of a sudden a little light bulb think, hmm, I wonder if I could come up with some shit. It really freaks the people out. <laughs> so um, I'm over there, this is not too long later, I'm over there at the phone booth and uh, I'm actually, I think I'm back behind Quick Trip, you know, just kind of standing there, yeah, kind of lurking. I see a lady go up to the phone booth and I'm like, because they weren't that populated even back then. Yeah. There's like a must need to situation. Otherwise people wouldn't go stick their face on something everyone else spit all over. Right. So and this lady's like trying to get directions from her daughter. She had some new apartment back there somewhere in Belvedere, I think. Uh-huh. And she's trying to get directions. I hear, oh, okay. So I turn on Oak and then I go around the three trees and you're in that duplex back behind there, the one with the grill in front of it. You know, just for instance, this is what was being said, something yeah. like that. So, anyhow, you know, I bust loose with, I, you know, I, I understand you telling mom and the family about me sleeping with a dog. <laughs> I, I understand it, but I mean, <laughs> you know, you told everybody and then they told everybody and now I can't, you know, the whole family has kicked me out because of this. Uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> it, you know, you told the family about my cross-dressing and getting busted in Philadelphia for prostitution. That was the capper, really. I mean, sleeping with a dog, they, you know, they they still don't talk to me very much. But when oh. you told them about that, that was it. That was the capper. <laughs> yeah. And I would just keep going on and on about all the shit that I did, you know. And this... This lady was just all of a sudden I hear her quit talking. <laughs> and I'm like, like, this is more interesting. What I, I'm ended up got, I ended up going, so I fucked your dog. Big deal. It didn't mind it. It's okay. It's still alive. I told you I was Wasn't drunk. Even your own dog. I was drunk on. I was drunken on heroin. I just say it. All this shit just spewed all this shit out. And I noticed this lady on the other phone booth not talking. So anyhow. <laughs> I take a peek over there, and she's giving me the dirtiest look. And I just looked over at her. I said, "Mind your own business, you old bag." <laughs> she put, she doubles her fist like she's gonna hit me, and she tears out the other way, left the phone dangling because she was so mad she didn't even hang it up. She went to her car and peeled out. She was pissed. He was like. That's that's a choice. Is do you leave him thinking it's still? really happening or do you do you pop the balloon right at the end like you could have said instantly when she looked at him and gave her the stink eye you could have you could have said into the phone yeah she's still listening she bought every word she's so stupid i i <laughs> that was, would have been just she was good. so outraged she was so outraged i chose i chose to keep it going she was just so pissed and outraged I, there was no other way to go yep so it was like yeah i did that bitch quit listening in yep yep <laughs> And anyhow, I went on and on in detail. Yeah, I know I use Sissy's dress to cross-dress. I know it's evidence now. I'll buy her another one. I know it's her favorite dress. 
I was surprised I could get in it actually. I'm glad oh. I lost a couple of pounds and wow. just doing all this shit, saying all this stuff. And anyhow, uh, I did this probably 20 times and then like anything else, it runs its course, you know, you yeah. get bored and you're like, eh, okay, all right, whatever. So <laughs> that is my story. My ass paddling, no, 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 not going that was in. phone prank. Phone prank, sorry. Yeah, I'm not here. I'm like trying to read <laughs> some shit here and yeah. it's not working very well because I can't do things at all. Okay, I found what I was going to go into. Bad product ideas. You know, a lot of these uh, manufacturers come up with ideas. They have inventors that do all this stuff, right? Yeah. And they have people that invent stuff. Well, there's some of them that like got out of the grasp, you know, they didn't like it and they threw it out or maybe there's complications with the way that they had to process it. Didn't think yeah. they could make a lot of money off it, whatever. Or they but, totally misjudged a fad or something, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the 30 people we have working for us here, uh, here at Two Douchebags and a Microphone are cracked staff. Yes. They got a hold of one of these lists. I hear there's a lot involved, like some drug trading and, I don't mm. know, maybe... Well, know. they are a crack staff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. so anyhow, they got this list from different producers, and I'm going to go over it with everybody because, well, that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah, so... One of the number one ones that, uh, well, you know, that did not work, sandpaper tampax. Oh, wow. Woo! Yeah, that didn't go over very well. No. You know, Kotex was quick to pull the plug on that. They didn't think it would work very well. That was kind of the, you know, ruffles have ridges kind of idea. It's like, hey, let's let's put some uh, texture on these things. Yeah, I think that was oh, the idea yeah. behind it. Let's spice them up a little bit. You know, Kotexes are, you know, just, you yeah. know what they're used for, and they're kind of boring. Are you tough enough to use the new That's right. 180 grit tampon? Have a chick with some chaw in her mouth spitting out. <laughs> That's right. That goes in my pussy. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm a and tough bitch. Judging by the commercials I've seen lately, a commercial like that would actually work. People would be, you know, people would be cool with it. You come up and punch a guy in the face. Yeah. I just punch guys because I hate it. I hate them. You see in that commercial where the women are grabbing their ankles and then they they talk about this deodorant being good for all their stinky crevices and then as soon as they say it, they yank their legs apart and show you their beaver. That's an actual TV commercial. It's for a deodorant product for, you know, your intimate areas. And they refer to it as all your stinky crevices. And then she's, she's sitting on her ass, she yanks her ankles apart and shows you her crack and goes, ah. That's an actual commercial. So having the one you talked about where a woman... You know, spits chaw and talks about the thing going up her pussy. I can see that actually airing, like on Fox yeah. or you know BET yeah. or I IFC, one of those channels. One of those channels. Yeah, I could too, actually. I'm actually seeing commercials now where they show women actually shaving their pubic hair. Well, they have to demonstrate uh, how the razor works. There's like, I don't like want to see these skanks shaving their nasty old pubes. Manscaped has like the ball freshener. Yeah. I think it I think the company's called Manscaped. And, and there's it's like Duluth Trading Company balls. where they have, you know, yeah. ballroom underwear. It's yeah. like they're getting pretty blatant about this. Why don't we just go ahead and have somebody walk on and show you their entire package? So see this, my cock goes in here, my nuts go in here. They're separated. That way and I'm they're ready happy. for fucking. They don't know, always just... they don't always get along, <laughs> believe it or not. 
I mean, just go ahead and tell. I mean, we have the commercial where the woman's sitting in the toilet, you know, grunting and squirming because she can't shit. And then she comes out later after she eats the product and she's smiling because <laughs> her colon is empty. That is so absurd. It's you so like disgusting. It's like, ugh. It's like, it's like uh, she's gurgling and probably spitting uh-huh, out a little shit mist right now. making all these faces. And then, and then she takes the product and her colon is clean so she can go get fucked up the ass by a basketball player. <laughs> it's like go you do you girl she's like hey i'm you good go now so i can have filthy sex filthy sex in the back room of somewhere yes yeah. nobody wants to run into impacted shit when they're fucking your ass use our product to clear that stuff out so you yeah. have better anal sex i'm sure in five years we'll be having ads just like that I'm, I'm sure too. They don't I give mean, a shit about you know taste or class or how it affects anybody. It's just like, fact, hey, we can make of, money by saying fucking shit on TV. Let's do it. The lack of taste and class actually adds to the selling point now. Probably, yep. I would say. <coughs> well, you notice yet. how all the people who are rich and elitist try to foster the idea that rich and elitist is bad and you should be just yes. one of the common folk. Because that's where, you want, I, that's where they know, want us to stay. I know a lot of people <laughs> that are independently wealthy that uh, earned it all. Yeah. But if you went by the common, uh, what would you call it, just the, the common thought, uh-huh. they all had it handed to them. Yeah. So anyhow, so moving along. Plastic underwear. <laughs> Did not go over well. And I think I agree with it. Not a lot of, uh, what am I trying? It's not a lot of ventilation. Yeah, yeah, it kind of like wraps on you and sticks and, yeah. So, imagine a balloon, underwear balloon or something, just right on there and down there. Probably give me a rash, too. It gets wet and it tightens on you. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah. So, that was automatically thrown out. Uh, Then uh, there's uh, Clorox Sirens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's, uh, it will clean your eye. Yeah. I'm not sure what else it'll do, but it'll clean your eye. It'll probably clean it right out of your head. <laughs> probably. But Who it, needs it, that pesky eyeball? Just boil yeah, it right out of your skull. It's just in the way anyhow. Yeah. And I can buy one of their new fake eyes tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Coincidentally, the same company, Clorox, is selling yeah. fake eyes. Wow, those guys thought of everything. They love me. Yeah. No, that's that that is a real marketing tech. Don't don't anybody out there be fooled. That is a real marketing tactic. Is is a business will introduce a a, a problem, usually a fake problem, and then tell you they have the only solution for it and you need to buy their product. Sometimes they'll create the actual real problem, and then sell you the solution for it. Oh yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yep. Um, So all the products here, oh, thank God this product is here to fix my problem. Uh, Yeah, they're the ones who caused the problem, so you would buy their product in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, some lawyers thought that one up. Get them coming and going. Hell, if, if profits went down at the Rogaine company, they would probably start putting chemo drugs in the water supply, so we'd all lose our hair, so we'd have to buy their product. The old bozo ring. Yeah. <laughs> that cracks me up anymore when anyone actually keeps a bozo ring. Mm. Most people shave, but I mean, I don't know why anyone would just keep the bozo ring. 
find those hideous comb overs. Oh God! It's like if oh. I ever get to the point, that point, I'm just gonna shave my head. Same here. You know, if my hair is deserting me, it's like fine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill all you fuckers. Just get off. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I would say that actually a shaved head is more acceptable now than hair. <clears throat> yeah, and in a, and it has the added benefit of you know instead of you sitting there and you know gradually losing it and frantically clinging to the hair you have left, you can just be proactive and say, I'm just going to uh, I'm just going to shave it suckers. off, fuck it, it's gone. You're all leaving me eventually anyway, so you're all going You're right all now. going. You're all going to the same yeah. fate. That's you're going it, on my terms. Out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the next idea, product idea, that didn't go over very well was asparagus-flavored Pringles. Ew. Yeah, well, you know, somebody down there thought that that would be a great idea, you know. So they, I don't know if they did taste tests and ruled it out or if they actually released it to like focus groups. Yeah, I wonder if asparagus Pringles would make your, make your pee stink the way a real asparagus does. Yeah, I would respect it more if it did. Yeah, but yeah, they're probably using artificial asparagus flavor. Yes. Yeah, probably. So it would make your pee stink artificially. Yeah, I, I'm not for that. I'm for real asparagus stink in your piss. Yeah, give me the real stuff. You know, if there's one thing I can get behind, it's going to be that. Yeah. I am for real apparent asparagus stink in my in people's piss. <laughs> I can't even fucking say it. How am I going to go? Well, it's kind of cold out here. <laughs> it is. I know we're kind of stuttering on our words and stuff because it's about fucking 45 degrees. And we here have a cold is. rain and a cold wind. But The end of May, and it feels like it could snow out here. Uh, it does. It yeah, really... We should have we yeah. just lied and put on a track and stayed at your house. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, this sucks we balls. Are, we are actually live at the at the city market. Yep. But uh, <laughs> oh, this fucking cold. Yep. So uh, asparagus uh, asparagus flavored Pringles didn't go over well. Yeah. Uh, I know. Who'd have thought? I mean, well. <laughs> um, the next one on the list was a downtown Royal Stadium. Bad product idea. Yeah. 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 Very bad. But I have their solution, Christopher. Oh, good. Yeah. By the way, I'm Mark. And I'm Christopher. We are two dumb douchebags and a microphone. Yes. Our so, one single microphone that has to take all this abuse. Yes. It's not happy. <laughs> but we don't care. Nope. Christopher owns it. We got a sock over its head right now. So. Yes. Yep. <laughs> it's our high-tech pop filter. Yes. <laughs> so the downtown Royal Stadium, my answer is... You know, there is that Satchel Page Stadium. Holds about 800 people for Little League. Mm -hmm. It's downtown, pretty much. It's right beside downtown on Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really nice, newer complex. See, you said seats about 800? Yeah. So the Royals can go there. That's our new downtown stadium. That's big enough for the Royals. And they stay there until they can prove that they can play like big leaguers. Yeah. It's either that or just, you know, send them down to the minors and, and bring the Omaha team up to play in their place. We could do that. Just like send the entire Royals team down to Omaha, bring the entire Roy Omaha team up, and just, you know, let them play out the season. Yeah, do trading places. Yeah, just be like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, since you guys suck so bad, then we're just going to do something we expect to suck. Yeah. Take, take, a, take a lesson from minor league ballparks and all the crazy stunts and promotions they do. You know, as a matter of fact, I think the Royals need an ass pavement, all of them. I would go, I would agree with that. Yeah, okay, maybe. They've been maybe, coasting on their reputation. Maybe from the boat, I'll give them an invisible ass pavement. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can do that. It irritates me when the Royals come on and, and try to 
try to guilt you into supporting him because oh we've all where we've been here for years. Oh, and, and all then these the new uniforms that are really and, Kansas City specific. Yeah. Because they look like the KC logos that are on their uh, yeah. water trucks and 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 their work trucks. But guess what? It's just a way to make you buy another jersey. No, I saw them. At, <laughs> I went to Academy to get some cherry wood to smoke some brisket. Right. Yeah. And they sell. Their academy's really cheap on their wood buying it. It's really good. Nice. So uh, anyhow, I went there to get it, and they had um, all these new Royals jersey with a new logo. And I was like, no way. Why would I pay for that? I'll just get another Chiefs jersey. They win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just like, no way. Uh-uh. I'm not buying that. So yeah. they, they need to clean that organization out top to bottom start over yeah so, and it's, it's kind of funny when you get to the end of the baseball season the best team's record would be equivalent to an nfl's record of like 10 and 7 yeah yeah because 500 is the standard uh-huh and um let's see what was it there's like i forgot who said this is like a really smart baseball guy i heard it on sports radio mm-hmm. and he said there's a manager, I forgot which one. It might have been like Whitey Herzog or something like mm-hmm. that. Someone that, with years of experience. And um, he said, you you judge your season by 500. Yeah. He said, all teams are going to win 40% of their games. Anything between that is the difference. Yeah, between You're 10 40 percent under or 10 percent over. Yeah. And he said it doesn't change usually between that 20 percent. Everything is between there. So if you're 20 below or 10 below that level, you're horrible. You're 10 above, you're fantastic. But it's such a tiny. It's such percentage. a tiny percentage. Yeah. It is. It really is like ending your football season nine and eight or ten and seven. Yeah. In the NFL, that that might get you a wild card spot, but maybe not. Yeah. In baseball, having that kind of winning percentage, you've won your division, and you're the hot thing going in. Oh, there, there's been a lot of teams that were under 500 that won their division when they were in yeah. a really bad division, or a lot of times they'd be 10 games over, which is nothing. Yeah. It's like a 502 record or something percentage-wise. And yeah, you know, I, I think that was okay with people for a long time to you know play 100, 150 or more games because you know the number of games per season has been going up. But they say, you know, if we win 75 to 80 of them and lose, like, 70 to 65 of them, that's okay with most people. That well, what, was for a long time, but now it's like, oh, that's not good enough. Here we are going on the end of May, mm-hmm. and the season's over. Pretty much. It's over. I mean, even if we won most of our games from here on out, we'd have trouble catching up. Yeah. It's just we've built such a hole like all these other years that it's not even competitive through April. Uh-huh. Come then, May, we're already in the cellar, and we're losing. I mean, the other day, we're up five to nothing in the ninth inning. Then they come back and score six runs. And what? the managers will tell you, well, it's, you know, it's the long-term strategy. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's one of Over the things. course of, you know, 10 or 15 games, well, this will was work like, out. That shouldn't happen. It's like, no shit. Mm-hmm. That's about all he said. That shouldn't happen. Yeah, no shit. Okay, yeah, it shouldn't happen. Yeah. But yeah, the attitude of well, you know, it's a long season. And <laughs> yeah, I know. That's like a standard answer. Well, that stuff kind of happens. I would like long. to see one of at least one of the journalists stand up and say, 
you're telling me that you don't go into every single game expecting to win, wanting to win, and planning to That's win? That's what that tells me is, is yeah. well, we might win or we might lose, whatever. At yeah, the end of the I think season, that's we'll the attitude of baseball it's, managers. It's when they lose, it's like, eh, no big deal. We've got a hundred more games tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it's like we roll the <laughs> dice, and if we hit Snake Eyes, great, whatever. Yeah, but so. I, I think the 30, 40 years ago, people were okay with you know, 40 wins against 30 losses. But anymore, it's like, no, we want to win every single time. You know, if it's one loss, that's bad. Unless it was like real hard fought and it was an awesome game, and then you're like, well, I get okay. sick of that too. But these blowouts, uh, nobody has the stomach for them anymore. No, everybody nobody. leaves. By the end of the game, there's like ten people, and that is because why? Why would you sit there and watch someone just repeatedly kick you in the ass? And why would you pay? I thought and waste all that time to go there and watch a shit product and be unhappy about it. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, another thing is, is I look at it like mercy, but I heard all oh, these fair weather fans. It's like, no, if I had a good friend getting their ass pummeled and there was nothing I could do about it, I wouldn't watch it. No. I'd fucking leave. Yeah. There's nothing I could do about it at all. You know where that bandwagon comment comes? It's from the, from the Royals organization that wants higher attendance. Yeah. So they shame you into coming. Don't be a bandwagon you guy. Uh -huh. You better at least be at three games. Otherwise, you don't count. Yes. You're not really a fan. That's bullshit. It is. It's the fan's place to say, you know, show me something good or you don't get my money and my time. Yeah. So, no, you don't get to just demand we show up just because you're here, you exist, and you've been here for decades. Uh-uh. Oh, Every agree. single year, you've got to earn our attendance, earn our support. Every stinking year. Yeah, the but Royals you're don't right. get to coast. That is ever. where the bandwagon shit came from. Yeah, you're absolutely that bandwagon correct. shit is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's from a team that doesn't want to get better. They just want to shame you into coming back. That's a team that's not going to get better, and they know uh -uh. it. Uh uh. Not They're this making year. money now without winning, so they're okay with that. Yeah. Well, look, Dayton Moore was excellent because he brought us to the promised land twice. Won one of them. Yeah. So he did his job and he did it very well. But like everything, CEOs change, everything changes and I think it's time to change. Expectations change. Sometimes it's just a cleansing. Yeah. It's just like, well, what'd you do? What'd you do to rectify the problem? Well, they fired their batting coach. Well, guess what? They're still not hitting. Uh -huh. So the next thing is, do you fire them for effect or do you wait till the end of the season? Look, this season's fucked. We're not yeah. doing anything. We don't have the talent. Oh, I, I don't know if the union, the baseball players union accepts this kind of behavior. I would love to see, you know, several times during each baseball season, teams call out a player for just a total meltdown or fuck you up see, or screw up. You see, but then you're up. a bad teammate. No, I, I want to see the manager call them out, you know, during the games like, okay, that was awful, that was I horrible. I want him to get an ass chewing. You off the field. Go change out of your, pack up your locker, you're going to the minors tomorrow. And I'd like to see that happen a lot more of using, sending someone to the minors as a punishment instead of saying, well, he's down there to get skill training. It's like, no, he's going down to the minors because he's a fuck up and he needs to learn actually, how to be a better ball love, player. I love that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Use it for, as a punishment. It's for effect. Mm -hmm. It's like, look, you want to be embarrassed like this? Keep playing like shit. Or work it this way. Tell him, okay, your punishment is. You're off the team. Bye. Out of the organization. Or 
you can accept getting demoted down to AAA or AA, and you're gonna sit your ass there for six months. Here's here's what I want. I want them to have like, uh, like a little bean bag, a red bean bag. Uh -huh. The manager comes out and hits the guy in the head with a bean bag, and that means that he's demoted immediately. Yeah. And from there on, he's supposed to get in his car, not even change. Yeah. Get in his car and head to uh, Omaha, and then we'll, they'll pack their shit up later. We'll go to his house, pack his shit up, and send it up there. I, I know that has happened in the NFL several oh, times. Uh, Len where Elliott. A player has been taken off the field, told to go into the locker room, change, and get the fuck out. They're off the team. Jimmy Jones before did that the game's to Len Elliott over. before he embarrassed us. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I think that is an excellent way to manage your team. It is. Is you tell the, I think, you tell uh, the you tell the players. Bill Parcells used to do that. Didn't yeah. He? Bill Parcells, and uh, so hey, how you doing? Hey, you got anything you want to say? Uh, God bless you guys. We'll talk hey, about thank more. you. <laughs> well, all right. Have a good day. I, I think that would be an excellent motivation to tell the players, you know, you do the right thing, you stay here, you got a good good position, you got a good salary, so but if you fuck up real bad like that, you're I'm take you straight off the field and push you out into the parking lot and you can you can hitchhike home. It's like all or nothing. You know, you go out there and you blow the game for us. It's not benching you and letting you come back next week, it's bye. Maybe some other team will pick you up. That could be an interesting way to manage teams. I love that. You know what's something else I'd love to see? Delay of game penalties on the offense. I think that should cost them a down. Oh man, you talk about hurrying up. Mm -hmm. And it'll also make the game very interesting because there's gonna be a lot more pickoffs and, uh -huh. and mistakes, fumbles, because they're like, oh man, we're down to five seconds. Get out there, get out there. And then I'm just gonna wing it to somebody. Uh-huh. Or those plays where the offense goes out and tries to draw the defense offside because it's like fourth and two. Oh, yeah. And they just sit there and go, hut, 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 the hut. hard count. And then they just let the clock run out. Guess what? You lost it down. That's a turnover on down. I, I gotta would admit, love to though, see that. I'm a fan of the hard count like Mahomes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Go ahead and do that, but you better snap the ball before yeah. the clock runs no, out. No, no, I agree. You have to run a play. I agree with that, but it's so funny <laughs> yep. because you hear these different inflections, and it mm -hmm. makes you go, <gasps> and I can only imagine on the field. You know what else I'd like to see is, is defensive pass interference in the end zone. The penalty is touchdown. Yeah, for the uh, instead, no, yeah. don't put the ball at the one yard one yard line and first and goal. No, he, he committed that he penalty. He would he would have caught it if zone. it wasn't for that. It would he would have caught it even yeah. if he wouldn't have caught it. Well, we don't given, know that because yeah, it was interrupted. He wasn't given the yeah. opportunity. He yeah. probably could have caught it. So uh, yeah, I think they get asked Paslins too. Excuse me, pass interference in the end zone equals anyone a that does that ask Pavlin automatically. Yeah, yeah. At, at midfield. At midfield, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the old way to, you do it right then. You stop the game, paddle their ass, and then put them back on the field, <laughs> if you want. <laughs> so anyhow, let's go ahead. We got some more of these okay. uh, bad product ideas. Bad product. Buy one, get one free Big Macs after Royals win. Nobody has that kind of time. No. We'll be waiting for months for a free Big Mac. No. Just come out and say every Monday people get a free Big Mac and that's it and be good with it. What they ought to do is just be glad that anybody's interested enough in the Royals. It's like say, They're not. Go, go to a McDonald's and say Royals and they'll give you free food. 
because they're so desperate for being, you know, relevant. <laughs> but yeah, waiting for a Royals win to get some sort of promo, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. business might be out of business by the time that happens. Oh, yeah, yeah, waiting on that to be done. Yeah. No one would ever get the, no one would ever get the freebie. Like the woman said on the news, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> so, I, I mean, we're kind of stretching it on that one. Not really an inanimate object, but you know what? We're getting the point across. The Royals yeah. suck and we're pissed. So, okay, the next one on here. Bengay flavored gum. Oh. I guess it went wow. over really bad. I mean, people were like outraged that they even had that in their mouth. Oh, yeah. You know, they did like blind tests and they're like, uh, they're like, here, imagine. try this new flavor gum. And people are like thinking, you know, well, that's part Pineapple. of the reason. Yeah, that's part of the reason you chew gum is to freshen your breath. But imagine you're breathing a whole big cloud of Ben Gay at somebody. Oh there. man, <laughs> it's not, you're not going to move in for the goodnight it, kiss then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did not go over well. People were no. pissed. Yeah, Ooh. people stormed out of there, demanded their check, and that was it. No more. <laughs> so, and then the final one: toast-flavored cupcakes. Oh wow, that would be really disappointing. You People bite into a cupcake really, and they're it's scratching just like their heads at the taste dry toast. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> "What is this?" They're like, "Toast." <laughs> Toasted what? Just just, uh, just toast. toast. <laughs> no butter, nothing. Just toast. Toasted coconut. Yeah, you know, bread. Bread that's been browned. Toasted something. Like, that's no. it. Bread that's been browned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but why? I don't know. We had a lot of extra bread flavor back there in storage. So. <laughs> <laughs> we had to use it on something. We didn't have any butter flavor, so sorry. <laughs> just, uh, just toast. <laughs> you know, that's that brings up something else I, I remember hearing about. Remember, I forget when it was. There was a big fad in like the 80s or the 90s for going fat-free on a lot of stuff. Yes, and with that Alestra. That made you like fucking shit. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I mean, there were people like eating. Uh, they, there were chips. I remember this mm -hmm. because I was low fat and in the 90s, and I had some success with it. But you eventually get sick of it. Yeah. It's like low carb. You get sick of it and go nuts. So, anyhow, Alestra was this oil that they fried the chips in. And I forgot what they called the chips. Like I don't know, Pringles Plus or Pringles light or something something like that and yeah. anyhow would have on there fried in alestra or with alestra yeah alestra finally it went out after too long i might have been around about a year at the most yeah but it like cleaned your bowels out just like yeah and i was out rollerblading yes i used to rollerblade <laughs> i and did too i was out rollerblading <laughs> and all of a sudden this alestra hit me and i'm like ah Ah, all this purge. Oh yeah, so I went, I went to creek bed and shit. I mean, just like it, it was like a Lake of the Ozark water. Oh my oh, god. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it was horrible, and it sounded like BBs hitting a lake. Like, <laughs> or like a hailstorm on a pond. Oh gosh. Oh man, and I could feel like the, it, it was so much force I could hear the hear. Feel the water coming up and hitting my ass. <laughs> splashback. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh. diarrhea splashback oh, yeah. is so awful. Then I realized that I had to wipe with that creek water. That's <laughs> all I had. So I'm out there splashing creek water on my ass, 
And you know what? I never bought anything with a Lestra again. Yeah, I would imagine And so. I'm sure everybody else has similar stories. That's why it's no yeah. longer around. Yeah. Well, so the point that the story was making, I was, it was... Uh, oh, sorry. I completely... No, that's I fine. completely commandeered that and took it over with my Lestra. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. But uh, this, I have, this was... I uh, have strong feelings on a Lestra. <laughs> this was like a series of stories about American food supply food industry and things like that and with the point they're trying to make is when there was that big push to make you know reduced fat and fat free foods it's not that they started producing things with less fat in them it's that they were taking the fat out yes and then they had all this excess fat that they had to figure out what to do with oh they found out what to do. go ahead and that's when going. trans fat was born mm -hmm. where they take this you know regular old fat put it part way through a chemical transformation and then stop it and what trans fat is it's in a transitional state that was this what the trans and trans fat means it makes it completely unrecognizable and unusable for your body your body looks at it like it looks at a piece of rock or a piece of plastic. It's like, yeah, I can't use that. Yeah, it's like and it just goes here. on through. So that was a way to keep the fat in so it would still taste like it had fat in it and it would feel in your mouth like it had fat in it. But the fat couldn't add calories and they could call it reduced fat or fat-free or low-fat or whatever. The problem, of course, with trans fat is it fucked your body up because it was like a foreign artificial That's compound. the reason they don't... It's That's a, why they got rid of trans No trans fat. fats. Yeah. No trans fats. Yeah. So first it was, you know, a selling point. This has trans fat. And then it was, you know, <laughs> better get, get off of this. It has trans fat in it. Yeah. You have been listening to Two Douchebags and a Microphone podcast as always we thank you and if you would like to leave a comment for the show we have a phone number for that 1-877-DOUCHE-9